Mind game. Hey, check it out. It's mind game. It's a game of the mind when you go to a restaurant with the girl you like and thugs show up and there's a whale and a dinosaur. It's mind game. Tricky, tricky little mind games. Did I mention it's an anime mind? game hey check it out i'm so moved <laughs> i don't that was beautiful thank you we've been, we've been doing for this podcast for like 42 years and you had not ever changed up the theme song before and now i'm just sort of like change it up a little gosh yeah since the turn of the century when all buildings were made of wood like <laughs> What turn from what century? Just any of them. Pick your pick. It's one of them. Oh, hi. Hello, everyone. My name is Coriander Dickinson, and with me is Josh A. Kagan. Ahoy, hoy. And Anna Wasserman. Hello. This is Hey, Check It Out, where <laughs> one of us picks a movie for the other two to watch. Uh, and that movie should be one that they haven't seen, or in this case, haven't seen in forever. This was my pick. It's uh, 2004's Mind Game, which is the directorial debut of one Masaki Yuasa. I have a bit of backstory for this for this movie. Uh, so, my introduction to Yuasa's work was when I met Ian. I was at an anime convention. And I was running an anime club, and I was talking to a mutual acquaintance about anime. And uh, when Ian <laughs> popped in and joined the conversation, and later, you know, he uh, wrote his email address for me on a piece of paper over dinner, and then we kept in contact. And I asked him because he had just gotten back from Japan what anime I should show at my anime club, and he recommended a show that. Uh, everyone makes fun of me based on the way I pronounce it. It's Kemonozume, which is a series directed by Masaki Yuasa. It's kind of a Romeo and Juliet, but with like transforming werewolves, or it's like um, Mermaid Scar with the transforming into a fish person monster, but mm -hmm. less fishy. <laughs> but the same thing. Um, okay. So I showed this in my club. And everyone complained about the kindergarten drawing show and uh, maybe a bit about the sex and violence, because there's a lot of that. Uh, and mm -hmm. I was like, no, I'm the club president. I get to decide. And then I eventually caved and just stopped showing it. We didn't actually watch the whole thing. But I brought it up later to Ian and he was like, oh, well, have you seen Mind Game and Cat Soup? Uh, Cat Soup was a student mm -hmm. film that Yuasa worked on. Not as director, but it's like a little half an hour short. It's really weird. Um, and that's uh, very consistent for the rest of Fuasa's work. Uh, North American audiences oh. might uh, recognize that in ways from some episodes of Adventure Time. If you've you know, got internet access. Uh, Devil Man Crybaby on Netflix. Or uh, Keep Your Hands Off, Aza Ken on Crunchyroll. Uh, the most recent film was 2021's Inno O. 
Anna's Anna's gesturing at me that I should mention Ping Pong, which is my my favorite <laughs> anime, and and Yuasa is my favorite director at this point. But this is uh, his directorial debut, which is produced by Studio Four Degrees C. It's a micro budget movie. There's only nine characters. It's intentionally sloppy in a lot of ways, but also that doesn't really explain why a lot of decisions are made. Like it's a it's a an adaptation of a manga by Robin Nishi, and I haven't read that. Supposedly, you have to change the ending, but I don't know where that starts. Or ends, <laughs> or if it ends. <laughs> hmm. Somehow, uh, Yoko Kano and Shinichiro Watanabe like snuck into the music department on this, but I don't know what they did. I can't tell you anything. <laughs> um, every time I watch this movie, uh, like there's there's something new that I appreciate about it, whether it's like the real conservative use of shots or minimalist body gestured forms or whatever like the little cell phone charm dongle like noticing that for the first time is like oh oh that makes sense uh and there's like a lot of like the foundation for all of his future work is kind of there like if you watch ping pong or Lou over the wall you'll see things in those that are here already in 2004 and this is like 20 years old basically at this point, and it's really cool to sort of be able to see his entire span of work from this point on. As the idiot here, uh, anime-wise, uh, anyways, and everything else, but specifically we're talking about anime, is the rest of this fella's stuff this fucking crazy? Half and half. Okay. Some of it's, like, really accessible. Like that, Lou over the wall mm-hmm. is kind of like a Ghibli film about oh. mermaids, and there, like there's a Totoro who's a shark dad, like, <laughs> and there's a big dance number, and there's dog mermaids, like it's great. Totally uh, accessible, one hundred percent, the kind of thing you'd see on CBS. <laughs> but something ping like very accessible. Ping pong's oh. like so solid; it's beautiful. But, and a lot of it. that is present in the manga, but then there's other things where, like, he plays with perspective and, just the- and shifts in ways. It's it's beautiful. Yeah. I now it's here's the thing, I I didn't find this inaccessible. Like no. I was, and and I'll I'll just say this: uh, Corey kind of low key scared the shit out of me as I was approaching this movie uh, because you know there. Well, it was one thing Corey said, and then one thing Amazon did. Corey was like. Whatever you do, don't watch this movie and then roll right into the podcast. You're going to need some time to process it. And I was like, oh, shit, this must be heavy as hell. This must be heavy as hell and fucked up. And then I went over on Amazon Prime and it said, oh, if you like this, you should also watch Kuso. Uh, the Flying Lotus <laughs> super duper disgusting, which I have not. I fucking love Flying Lotus, but uh, I have not watched Kuso yet because every review of it I've read is just like, imagine Sallow times a million zillion, but with a banging soundtrack. And it's like, oh no. <laughs> so I was going into this, like I told like, Kayla, if this is on, go in the other room. I, this this might kill me. And 
No, it's just visually dense. It's just visually dense. There's a lot of flashing lights and colors. It's a nice little story about a guy who needs to pull himself up by his bootstraps and a nice, he likes a nice gal and they get into a little trouble with some bad folks and they have to go live in a whale with a weird drugged up grandpa. And there's a sister. That's it. It's fine. It's it's, Yeah, I I was expecting, it is still fucking mind blowing. And if you liked the, I was joking about this before, if you, if y'all like everything everywhere all at once, it seemed like people do, uh, you should check this out because I think everything everywhere all at once uh, maybe took a couple plays from this movie's playbook. Uh, There is one content warning for sexual assault, which is the main reason I don't recommend this to everybody. Like, I make my friends watch this movie, but I sometimes forget about that scene, and then it it comes up, and, like, my parents are watching, and I'm like, oh, no. That kind of thing. Yeah. Do you watch this with your parents? Yeah. Okay. What'd they think? Um, it found it off-putting. Sure, mm. I could see that. <laughs> so, Anna, you said uh, b- before we started up, uh, this was your second time seeing it because you saw it a million zillion years ago. I'm super curious yeah. as to what you remembered and what you didn't, and what this viewing was like. It's been a long time. I couldn't even tell you how long. Some sometime between like seven and ten years, probably. Um. Actually, my retention wasn't too bad. Like I remembered, <laughs> I mean, I remembered, I remembered the um, the sort of like the, the the restaurant part where he gets shot up the butt. Um, buckwheat. I remembered that they were he in got a buckwheat. whale. Yeah, uh, I remembered that they were in a whale for like most of the movie. Like a surprisingly long amount of the movie takes place in a whale, but it doesn't really feel like it's that long. Yeah, and I remember, I kind of remembered like the ending. Um, you know, roughly like the the escape, yeah. Um, but like not like because there's a lot of arresting images, right? So I kind of remembered bits and pieces of, of that. But I think, like, I don't know. A first viewing is practically like a first pass, so that you know what you're going to get when you watch it again. In a lot of ways, because it is so visually, it's not really narratively dense when you unpack it, but visually, it's so dense, and the way that it's the storytelling works is very idiosyncratic. So. I was a bit more, I was, I'm way more familiar with U.S.'s work now. I think, I don't even know if I'd seen any other U.S.A. when I watched Mind Game. I think Mind Game was the thing that made me go, I got to watch more U.S.A. Um, and then I saw Ping Pong and I might have seen Ping Pong first, actually. I don't remember, but I love, I'm in love with Ping Pong. Uh, I've watched it through twice. Uh, the second time I sobbed through like the last two episodes, basically. Yeah. Because um, I'm. Because now that I'm on hormones, I have emotions. Uh, uh, yeah, no. Um, so, yeah, the second time was really rewarding because at least I had, like, you know, I had my Coles notes or whatever in my my brain. It was really interesting to watch it with Jen because she was a little... It took her time to adjust to what the movie was. And I didn't give her any, like, information going in, really. I think she might have read did the you, on Did you plans. and Jen watch Inuo together? No, but she'd seen ping pong with me. Okay. So she had like that. So at least she kind of like the the art cell wasn't immediately like off putting or whatever because she'd seen you know a cleaner version of that. I would say ping pong's a little cleaner. 
Is this this guy's jam to sort of like it's live action and it's animated and it's I mean I know no. anime the character oh no okay so this is no. the only movie of his that's like this that uses this technique. yeah I, yeah I think so yeah his style is really yeah. expressive in general yeah. yes. but <laughs> it uh, varies strongly between different movies like he does a lot of adaptations and a lot of sort of anthology style mm -hmm. things uh and mm -hmm. a lot of his style is his visual style is influenced by whatever he's adapting as one that uh sort of like tommy galaxy is very smooth right, yeah. let's say whereas this is like very rough yeah comparatively yeah, ping pong's maybe the uh, only uh, the other thing I've seen of his that is the most like mind game in terms of how it looks, like in the way that it's like quote unquote ugly. Like it's not, but it's loosey goosey, and it but it uses that like mind game does. It uses that in order to like get into the physicality of characters and really let you feel like the dynamic of what's happening. Like the like you really feel the force behind things, you know, yes. like like the effort. In a really like intuitive way, I don't know. It's something that like because his characters are like quote unquote kind of sketchy looking. Not not in, the, in that like you'd see them in a dark alley, but in that they're not. They, it's not crisp. It doesn't look like Demon Slayer or something, right? It doesn't look. It well, you can see like the that. sketch looks, lines. Like you can see yeah. broken, jagged bits and leftovers. But the animation is so fluid, right? Like by contrast, the animation is so beautifully fluid that you really get the sense of motion and physicality from things in a way that I very like. Honestly, like I think people have started aping this more and more as as U.S. becomes kind of more well known. Like I've I, there there have been fights in this like the last like couple months in One Piece where they go like practically full yuasa in terms of like the characters practically dissolving into like the kind of that kind of like really wobbly line work to show like what's happening and it works really well like i practically wonder if yuasa is doing that animation for them because it looks so much like his style probably mm -hmm. not but anyway so it's i i would say that it's been kind of influential as well i mean i i, I think we're all on the same page here obviously this movie's amazing Mm. it's incredible yeah I, it's absolutely incredible it's it is i want to see more stuff by this guy i want to read this thing eventually uh for those of you out there like me who are not necessarily anime people but are animation people this doesn't exactly describe it but i got huge liquid television vibes off of it oh yeah ian flux yeah yeah well ian flux to start with but uh, it, it, all, all my olds out there who remember uh, Liquid Television or its uh, semi-inferior follow-up cartoon Sushi, uh, you know, they would jam a million different shorts into a half hour in a million different styles. and all, But all of them were sort of united by, for lack of a better word, this very 90s rough and ready aesthetic, this sort of seconds before computers, just guy or a couple people in their basement churning out animation. Uh, it had a real zine look. It has a real graffiti look. It had all of these looks at once. But it was really because it's a 2004 movie. And that's only, you know, it's only a few years separated from the 90s. It's a slacker movie for lack of a better word. Like, I felt like the lead in this was sort of a quintessential kind of 
90s Gen X lead. He doesn't have a job. He doesn't have a girlfriend. He doesn't have an anything. He's wearing and a mesh shirt. He's wearing a mesh shirt. Um, That's true. It is true. Uh, and uh, That's why you can see his nipples all the time. That's why you can see his nipples all the time. And you That's only really see the texture when we get the shot from up inside his shirt. Um, I finally um, put that together. I was like, why am I looking at this man's nipples constantly? Oh, it's a mesh shirt. Okay, fair dues. Um, but it it feels it feels very like it feels very modern. It feels very now, it feels very 2004, and it feels very 1994. It's a hell of a picture. All right. Well, let's start. It's raining. We're in the interior of a car that is driven by a Yakuza, who's an older gentleman with glasses and short hair. There's people mingling about down the street, and uh, he checks his watch. Then we see a woman in a pink dress run across shot, and uh, the car shifts, and the door opens, and uh, Atsu, the footballer, or football fan mm -hmm. gets out. It's like, that's her and chases her off down the stairs. Atsu looks like a no more heroes boss. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is about his outfit. Like he's got like leather laced shoes and like a full body stocking. And like a little, like kind of a diaper thing. And, and a diaper thing. And he's bald and he has a J tattooed on his forehead and the back of his head. His head also comes to yeah. a point. Yeah. He, he looks like the yes. cartoon character Zippy the Pinhead a little from uh, the olden a days. A little bit, yes. And he's huge. He's 92,000 feet really tall. He's a, he is a monster. Because I knew nothing about this going in, I was like, is this like a superhero? Is this a super villain? <laughs> right. Is this, why, are, what universe are we in where this is just the thing you wear about, gadding about town? Uh, but gad about he does. We run down to the subway past some shops uh, on the train our protagonist nishi is beep booping on his phone typing out a message or an email maybe it says uh, your life is the result of your own decisions and then the woman in the pink dress mion runs and jumps through the door and as the doors close and her foot gets snagged and her shoe falls off and she face plants and her like skirt goes up and Nishi recognizes <laughs> her based on her green underwear. <laughs> uh, and then Atsu appears and bangs on the doors until the subway, I guess the train operator opens the doors for him to get back on. And the, you know, the robot voice is like, bing, bing, stay away from the doors when they're closing. And then we go into a sequence that when it was over, I found myself thinking, it's nice for the movie to have its own trailer before the movie starts. Like I didn't, it, it's, it's the sequence of things of characters. You have no idea who they are doing things that you don't know what they're doing and random images. Mm -hmm. And it it's either like the only way I can describe it is either an arty trailer or a perfume commercial. Like it's just cut in that same sort of blip verdy sort of way where a thousand million things happen. And then, and then you get, you get the title of the picture and it's just like, so is what is happening? I was so, I was immediately and desperately confused. 
I think probably because I'd been inoculated by saying it before. I didn't remember the sequence, but I picked up pretty quickly, I think, just from like, like, basically, like the equivalent of muscle memory. I'm like, oh, all right, right. Okay. So this is just showing history really rapidly of, of like the, the player characters here. Yeah. There's a lot of the, blink yeah. and you miss it scenes in this movie. Yeah. This is not quite there, like, but you get like one or two second flashes where there's like one bit of motion on the screen and like bright colors and stuff. And then the title shows up on a spinning flower, like a, just a big F you and it like fades off. It's like, it, yeah. it, does it make a sucking noise? I can't remember. There's a lot of that noise so. in this movie. I mean, he at least does the does the audience the courtesy of like showing it later, the whole sequence again later when you can understand it. Yes, that was that Better. was very that was very kind of him. I was like, oh, it still doesn't make sense, but it makes a little more sense. Great. I think that was the, that was the point where Jen was like, "This is kind of like everything, everywhere, all at once." Also. <laughs> oh I mean, yeah. 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 Um. Anyway, Corey, do you want to describe a little of the imagery from the movie's own trailer for itself? Sure. Okay. Uh, we cut back to the Sapia Times. There's a montage. There's like a baby and a kid and a man who walks into a church and sees some devil images and he's got a big nose and there's a couple with a baby and then there's a sequence of like an old-timey Astro Boy cartoon where there's an explosion in a building and then we see a superhero fly in and it's all black and white and he has a clock belt that winds backwards and then we see the explosion shrink back into the building and some gangsters rush backwards out of the building and get into their car backwards and then time goes forward and the hero's already there to stop them that's time guy um <laughs> or time boy i bet it was time boy i think it might be time boy because he literally looks like astro boy except he's got a belt yeah, and there's some okay, sequences of like someone stuffing drugs into teddy bears and then summing them back up, and uh, a couple falling in love at a dance club, and then the woman leaving with a guy with big pointy hair, like long pointy hair and like flared bell bottoms. Then there's some kids and a dog and some dancers and race cars and video games and an awkward couple in high school and a sad family mm. getting too many phone calls and uh, Nishi walking past an apartment repeatedly and seeing underwear drying on the <laughs> railing and then it not being there. Uh, green underwear? Yeah. Um, and that's that's 15% of what happens in like a 16 yeah. second period. It's insane. It, completely mind blowing. It is. Now we're back on the train after we get the title spinning on the flower and Nishi and Mayan are chatting. They know each other and, uh, and he keeps staring at her chest. Yeah. And I guess, and I guess mm -hmm. we have mm -hmm. to talk about this, but I'm not going to be the one who does it. Oh, I'll do it. Go for it. Color me surprised. <laughs> yeah, um, Mion has big breasts. Oh, that's that, what we're talking is, about. There, Not is there more to say? Nishi's an asshole yeah, who she, would probably call himself a oh, nice yeah, guy. Nishi, in. Oh, yeah. We are going to get there. Gross. 
We are totally going to get to all of this. No, 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 no. But first and foremost, the universe that created this movie decided that this woman, to say that they are big, they are... Uh, Christina Hendricks. They're preposterous. And They're like little beach balls. Yeah. yeah. And she's wearing a dress that has like a reverse heart on it. So they're accented in a different color. Yeah. It's one of those things that I found myself going, anime. You know, like I, because in my head, I was like, this is the most amazing movie I've ever seen. I got to recommend this to everybody. And then in my head, I was like, there are now a bunch of people I can't recommend this to because the second this character comes on, they're going to be like, Josh, why are you recommending big boob weird shit? <laughs> yeah. What you could do is explain to them that almost all anime is big boob weird shit now. <laughs> That's it. All of it. That's a great um, tactic. Yeah. <laughs> Go with that. I'm, I mean, look, I'm like, I'm thinking of anime that don't have a character with big boobs. There's Azaken. From Kimba the Lion yeah, there to you go. Uh, Jack and the Beanstalk. Made in Abyss. How about uh, that, Anna? Every, not made in every Not the part I've seen. So, yeah. And by the way, to just get back to Nishi and how gross he is. This was not my way of saying like, so of course Nishi's staring because that's what we should all do. No, 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 no. No, he is a fucking gross burger. I, I just thought you needed assistance describing how much he's a gross burger, not. No, I need. I didn't want to be the guy who first said <laughs> she has gigantic boobs. And yeah. it is, a, and I, and generally, but the movie really wants us to know this. Like, it's not just a character who yeah. happens to be chesty. The The animator all but gets an old-fashioned Klieg light and points it at the damn thing. It's partly the reason why it's done that way is to show you how gross Nishi is being. But also, like, you're right. I think they were enjoying animating large breasts, too. There's the fan service versus, Lovingly. you know, like, satire yeah. being actually the thing argument yeah. that happens a lot. It's like... Yes, it, it is the thing it is like just because you're depicting someone else being gross doesn't mean you have to depict someone else being gross I guess it's like a choice that's made but uh, yeah. also I want to make a joke that's like there's a reason her breasts are big and when you discover that you'll be ashamed of your words and deeds like a real <laughs> stupid <laughs> video game joke you won't I mean they they yeah, I mean they they do they do give it some emotional resonance, but, but it is still very it's just honestly very anime to be like like to have them be comically large. So Josh Hideo Kojima, uh, in defense of one of his characters from video game being pretty much naked, was like, "Oh, you haters are gonna hate this," and then when the game comes out, <laughs> you're gonna regret it. And then the game comes out, and the reason is that she breathes through her skin. Yeah, breathes through her skin. Oh, well. So does Nami okay. in One Piece, I guess. Just admit that you want to see beautifully rendered breasts. It doesn't make the movie a bad movie, and or good or bad. It There's doesn't. But it is, it is one of, it's, it is just like, it's, and it could be, it could be a ha ha because I found the movie itself plays with so, with, plays with all of the tropes of anime to be, you know, what few I know, but it feels like, it feels like it is maybe just mm -hmm. as much of a statement about anime as it is in anime. So, and I think that goes to what you were saying, Corey, the idea is like, oh, is it satire? Is it actually just gross guys? Blah, blah, blah. Anyway. 
Yeah, so Nishi helps Mion away from the train because her ankle has been damaged by the door. And uh, they do call attention to her breasts like five or six times in the next like two minutes. So it's, you know, worth discussing. Mm. She describes how she lives with her sister because her father's living with a younger woman that he picked up at the loan shark's office and uh, her mother left. And so that's what they've been up to. And he's all like, but what about your breasts? At least they're doing fine. And she's like, what? And he's like, oh, I mean your feet. Let's get a bandage on that. Uh, Smooth. This guy's a silver tongue devil. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, I, I guess you have to start at the low end of the arc to have the arc, but still. I, I mean, this is a thing I want to talk about at the end too, because uh, I, I I read some uh, I read some letterboxed after I watched this. Most of the people really liked it, mm -hmm. but the people who didn't really did not fucking like this movie. And those had uh, a bunch of references to various things that happened in the movie, but also the idea like, and it's just another movie where like a woman's trauma is the thing that helps a guy you know, get his shit together and lead a better life. And I humbly Ooh. propose that Nishi is no better of a person at the end of this movie than he is at the beginning. If anything, uh, he's in better he shape. He's physically fitter. He's physically fitter. Yeah, he's, he's, he's lean, <laughs> but it is the man. I feel like the man lawyer. If anything, Mayan gets that, uh, realization like, Oh, I've learned a bunch of things in this movie uh, that I'll explain to you on a boat. Which yeah, we'll get to. Um, that's a good point. And her sister, too, like, acquired her degree. Yes. Yes. Anyway, so she says, uh, oh, by the way, I might get married. Uh, and then we ziz uh, into the past to see the history of their very weirdly passive aggressive courtship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I that seems like the kind of courtship I would have had as a teenager, to be honest. He wrote her a note in junior high that was like, I love you, signed Nishi. And she was like, here's a letter back. I love you too, signed Mion. And then they their relationship devolved into only text on the computer and they avoided each other at school. For two years hey. until on a school trip, she turned to him and was like, hey, how do you feel about me dating another guy? And it's uh, a guy named Ryo who's buff and athletic. And Nishi sees them go to a love hotel and is, you know, has, you know, carried that for years. Yeah, Nishi really needs to move on. I'm just going to go ahead and say that's a hell of a field trip. <laughs> <laughs> It was probably like the the like the the grade twelve school trip where you usually go to another place in like you go to like Osaka or something. They probably went or to if like you're Kyoto. From Osaka, maybe you go to Tokyo. Yeah, well, or, I'm just, yeah, Kyoto I'm, or something. I'm just saying the chaperones aren't as on top of it. It seems like as uh, you know, the students are generally supposed to chaperone themselves. Oh, that's your first mistake. And you know what? That gets you in a love hotel. Listen. Which, Maybe you want to be in a love hotel. I, it actually sounds nice. I don't I don't have first-hand experience with Japan, but I've watched a lot of anime and same thing. played a lot of Probably videos. Probably the same thing. My, my understanding is that the purpose of school trips 
is to get lost and or try to peek on girls in the onsen. That's just for the, the onsen episode. That's not all school trips. Sometimes the onsen episode and the school trip episode is the same trip, is the same episode. Um, I don't like, and like have romantic misunderstandings and confess your feelings and get rejected and drink alcohol for the first time, even though you're not supposed to, that kind of thing. It's like, uh, it's like Bandcamp. Yeah. Speaking of confessing your feelings, at the end of this flashback, we enter a dark void where there's like a ghost Simeon talking directly to Nishi back in his memory or in his mind palace, I guess. And she's just like, <laughs> have you just been waiting for me to jump into your arms? Like, I, I can't keep waiting for you to actually do something. And we come back to the present. And there's fireworks going off and he lunges towards her and in in the, the flashing lights is like i love you i've always loved you i've loved you since i was a baby you should marry me none of that happened no none no. of that happened no it turns out he's just been sitting there like glazed for a, a solid minute and she's just like hey nishi nishi you there i'm not it's not too early for marriage right <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, doesn't he have like another little imagination where he's really cool about everything? He just straight up says that. Oh, he, he right. just like looks away and he's just like, "Well, time to play it cool." All the guys who loved you—they're going to be crying themselves to sleep. It's terrible, okay. big loss. Oh well, uh, you know, I probably love you still, but you know, what what do I know? Let's go get some yakitori. Or she says, do you want some yakitori? Who wouldn't want some yakitori? Yeah, well, she's like, uh, well, it's a shame you don't love me anymore like you did in junior high. Anyways, let's go hang out. Yeah. And, and so she invites him to this restaurant that her uh, she runs with her sister. We meet Yang, the sister, Mion and Yang's father. Uh, and he is up. He is just a, he's a shell of a man. He's not, a, he's not a good dude, this dude. No, he's a piece of crap. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, he spends the majority of the scene until other things start happening. Just talking about how he used to get laid like a champ. How he would just travel yes. around yeah. selling whatever the fuck it is he sold. You'd just be like, I had three ladies here. He basically recites all of Ludacris's area codes only with prefectures. Like, it's just like, he's, <laughs> he's got them everywhere in all of them. Yeah, and at least until Mion punches him into a wall. <laughs> yes, which he definitely had coming. Um, yes. And he married a young lady. Yeah, but Yang's we, the responsible sister. Yes. Although I don't ever get the sense that Mion, certainly not in this scene, is irresponsible in any way, shape, or form. Truthfully, with the exception of a couple things, there isn't a huge difference. This is a thing we can talk about as the movie goes on. We get some character background on Mion. Yang doesn't really seem to have a character one way or the other. She's sort of like yeah. Tails. Yeah. She's sort of like Tails in Sonic and Tails. <laughs> She's definitely there. His tail's halfway through. Yes. Yeah. But she is um, my favorite. She is your favorite? Well, she yeah. because she does awesome shit. 
because mm-hmm. halfway through the movie, mm-hmm. she decides to apply for an NEA grant uh, in 1992 <laughs> with her awesome fucking performance art. We will get to that. But for now, we're just in a yakitori shop and uh, the gross dad got punched in the face. Yeah, he chats with uh, Nishi. He's like, oh, are you still working on manga? And Nishi's like, yeah, and I've got a side job going on at the same time. And the dad complains about how he had to, you know, man up or whatever after his daughters were born because he had all the ladies all over the place. And now he's living with his girlfriend. And... Which he met, and I know you mentioned this, met at the Lone Shark's office, yeah. which is like, great. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's where you want to meet. I mean, certainly you've got things in common. It's fine. Oh, is that where you and Jen met? Yes, yes. When I was at out the bookie? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was playing the ponies. Uh, and Jen this was walked. back when you were in a Damon Runyon story, the two of you. That's, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I was letting it ride and i got her i got her to smooch my ticket for luck anyway and so <laughs> nietzsche gets up in his face is like he's wasting all of the beauty that he's got in his life oh, uh, his wife yes. is beautiful his daughters are beautiful <laughs> nietzsche loves the women of the uchida family uh and he tried to trace the you know the, the water back to its source so he went back to the mother's <laughs> hometown last summer to try yeah. to see you know if all the other hotties were available uh but no no there was just there's only one there's only or three one. everybody's basically like what the fuck is she because <laughs> he's just as gross like we've known this man for all of like seven minutes and he's already done Nisha's already done 68 gross burger things he's in no if anything he should be looking at the dad as a cautionary example maybe that's why he's so mad besides the fact that he just wants an excuse to jump up and talk about how hot all the women in his family are it's true you know it almost feels like he's like look maybe if i say all this stuff Mion's here yang's here one of them one's gotta be into that right well, Dad's into sure. it. He's like, Mion, you should marry Nishi because he'll just be so much happier than with that other guy, whoever it is. I remember how you used to write in your diary, your private messages to yourself, Nishi this, Nishi that, when you were back in school. Dad of the year. By the way, I can't think, <laughs> of, a, I can't think of a parent I would less want the seal of approval from. Like if most time you want a parent seat of approval, you need, you know, like it's good. You get to in good with the family. In this case, I feel like if that dad's like, you know what? You're a stand up guy. I'd be like, I have to change everything about myself. <laughs> and certainly the daughters aren't going to be like, well, if our disgusting father has signed off on him, he's, he's obviously terrific. And it doesn't really matter because at this moment, Mion's boyfriend arrives or a future fiance. It's Rio, the most handsome lad. He's a very handsome lad. The movie had the opportunity to make him an asshole and, in fact, does not. He seems perfect. He's like, no, he's oh, nice. Rishi, Rishi, I've heard so much about you. John Hamm in the live action version, I'd like to think, with lifts. Mm-hmm. He's just this big, avuncular dude who's just like, ah, oh, Ishii, how are you? Oh, shake hands. I drive a truck. Yeah. Oh, Nishi, you, mm-hmm. you're just doing great in the manga world. You're going to go to Tokyo. And in my head, I was like, oh, good. She made the right choice. I don't have to worry about any of this. I don't have to worry about this because this is like, it's fine. This is fine. And then 
unfortunately, the Yakuza shows up. Yakuza? Yakuza? Both. Yakuza? Yeah. Right. The mob. The heavies. The heavies show up. And one of them's our old buddy with the pointy head and the diaper and the, uh, and the, and the singlet. Yeah. He seems yeah. very upset. <laughs> he's, he's like, he's coming in hot. Yeah. He's making cartoon rage noises. <laughs> They're gripping a, a football. Uh, we should probably make it clear that we're talking about football in the British sense. Soccer. Yeah. Yes. Soccer. Footy. Yeah, soccer too. As, as Tarantino. Yeah, footy. Say. Yes. There we go. Dad very wisely finds the farthest corner <laughs> of the counter and hides the hell behind it. And that's where he remains for the remain for the rest of this film. He is a terrible coward who did nothing to protect his daughters, but at the same time, he did not get shot in a place no. <laughs> that we will discuss well, in a minute. No, I will say this for Nishi. He's not nearly as bad as the dad. No, the dad's terrible. The dad is there. The dad yeah, not is nearly, there. I mean, it's a little bar. <laughs> the dad is there, I think, in the first, you know, like, I think the dad's there in the first 10 minutes. So the audience goes, Oh, I guess this guy isn't so bad. Look at this guy. He's terrible. He's got he's got hose in all these area codes. But <laughs> this guy, he's just he's just sort of a schlub. There aren't any good men in this movie. Oh no, that's not true. That one guy's okay. Grandpa Whalebelly isn't bad. Yeah, Grandpa Whalebelly's not so bad. Now, I mean he started out pretty rough though. But he was reformed by that whale. It's a, movie about, a, it's a movie about nautical karma. Mm. But what is it? Um, anyways, okay. So we were talking about footy, which made me say Tarantino. And in fact, this is this the the scene that we're about to get could only exist in a, a post pulp fiction universe. We now get some straight up gangster yeah. shit punctuated by buckwheats, which if anyone has seen the terrible, terrible terrible tarantino 90s ripoff things to do in denver when you're dead you know what buckwheats are but we'll get to it in a minute in addition to the football that atsu is gripping like a stress ball he's got a gun tucked into his diaper and uh the older yak is a guy from earlier who drove the car in the rain sits down orders a beer picks it up drops it uh, which kind of sets everybody off. And then he reaches for his pocket and everyone like visualizes a gun being drawn and like flinches away. But he's just pulled out a picture of Mion's dad dressed like a clown. Like he's got he looks like mittens. Harley Quinn. Yeah, he's got mittens <laughs> and a hat with jingle bells. The classic Paul Denny Harley, Qu Harley Quinn, we should say. Um, and they're like, have you seen this man? And everybody's like, no, 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 never, never. He's Sir. on vacation. He went away on holiday. He said he's going to I don't LA. think he even exists. No, he probably doesn't exist. He's nothing. Yeah, Yang's <laughs> like, I only work here part-time. I don't know any of these other people. I'm not here. I'm not what here. What do you have? Yeah. <laughs> this restaurant doesn't exist. Yeah. Goodbye. And then Atsu, our big old fella, in response to this, crushes a football with his bare hands and goes motherfucking yard on this humble little yakitori place and just starts smashy smashing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the light shift red. He rages out and smashes all the dishes and then uh, pulls his gun, I believe. Yep. And Ryo mm. lunges at him and then gets knocked the heck out. 
Yep. And that's a wrap. Oh, Rio. I forgot about Rio. Rio's a perfectly good good fellow in this movie. Except okay, he's bald good... and he's hiding yeah, it. Uh, it's perfect true. except for yeah. one thing. Oh, there you go. I don't think, I mean, I personally don't think that's a big deal, but that's it and he's never a character again and we never see him again and for all we know his uh nose went it's into his true. brain and he died he's gone that's it he's gone right mion yeah. threatens to call the cops and that's why rio goes to block atsu and then mm-hmm. nishi pits- pisses himself yep. wets his own pants and then scuttles away towards mm-hmm. the far corner cowards with his ass in the air my man peek around the corner right there's there's hiding to do, my friend. But what, instead, what he does is he gets in. He like gets on his hands and knees, and it's like a it's a kneeling fetal position. And he is yeah. in the animal world, we'd call it presenting. Anyway, yes. Mion gets in a good one. Uh, she punches Atsu, breaks his nose, like, breaks his nose, yeah. dead in the face, like a real good shot. Um, it, uh, he, and he does the thing, which if you're a big guy who gets his nose broken in a movie, you have to go, you know, like, Mm -hmm. well, then he kicks Rio a couple times in the ribs and then a couple more times. Mm -hmm. And then continuously as the old Yakuza guy tells him to stop and knock it off. And then he whips the gun on the Yakuza guy. And is just like, I'm the boss now. Basically. He's just like. I've got a lot of things to say. You can shut up. You uh, have bad taste. Mm-hmm. You wear an old woman's watch, watch, and you drive a midlife crisis car. Is that how your translation phrased it? Pretty much, yeah. Why? What did yours do? Okay. Um, mine, mine used some slurs that I wasn't really thrilled with. Oh, yes, mine did too. I think there's a newer translation. Yeah, I Maybe. think that's what it is. The F bomb? They dropped the other the yeah. other F bomb, yes. Yes, no, that's um, that's yes. in there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> is that a reference to a recent Ted Lasso? I wouldn't know. The older Yakuza guy, by the way, just seems like I mean, he seems perfectly reasonable. He looks a little like David Cronenberg. He's just sitting there trying to have a Yakutori in a nice evening. <laughs> He's the professional type of Yakuza who's a little tired of all of this, but is like, listen. I'll do the violence when I have to. There's Whereas, no need for excess violence. We're all tired. Atsu's World Cup tickets have been stolen by some old yes. men with too much debt. And also that old man uh, walked away with his girlfriend, Rico, from the loan shark's office. And must be doing all sorts of horrible things to her. And also enjoying all of his holiday time, you know, because the backstory is that he... He's on vacation for two yes, weeks, right? Vacation. So he yeah. must be just enjoying all that time. Going to go see the World Cup in Osaka, you know? Oh, it was okay. I get it. I was like, where? I didn't. Okay, I didn't pick up on the World Cup being in Osaka. That makes a lot more sense. And now we get to the trigger warning part of the program, uh, because yeah. Atsu Atsu grabs my Mion and uh, is is getting ready to assault her. Rips her blouse. Um, and, uh, and gets, gets pretty close to a pretty terrible thing happening. Yeah. Starts to describe what he's seeing and what's going on, but we mostly see Nishi from the the front reacting to all of this, kind of wincing and cowering. Mm -hmm. 
Mion's on the floor crying and she's like, Nishi, are you there? And Atsu's like, oh, is this Nishi? This crying, quivering mess over here? Come over and take a look at all this. You want to get out on this when I'm done? Go on. Yeah. And he's like just egging him on in the worst way and he's describing what's happening. And then he takes his gun. He takes yep. his gun and he sticks it between Nishi's butt cheeks. That's true. <laughs> we get a shot that goes like underneath Nishi and up his shirt to his face as as he's describing, you know, what he's planning to do or you know, making fun of Nishi for wanting to also be involved, let's say. Uh and Nishi is kind of raging out at this point and mm -hmm. goes to say, I'm going to hurt you. <laughs> and he's right not, as he gets he's to not the in a end, position of power. No, no. very not. It's not in a position of power. Doesn't have Shane Black writing one liners for him. He is, no. he is responding exactly how I think. Any human in that situation, they would just be like, blah, 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 blah. I mean, I would, and, but he doesn't. So he's, so his big line, I am going to hurt. And before that happens, <laughs> buckwheats ensue. And buckwheat, for those of you who have not seen things to do in Denver when you're dead, besides the fact that you're very lucky, that is when you shoot somebody directly up the butthole. Why is it called buckwheats? Because it is a post Pulp Fiction movie and a post Swingers movie. So everybody thought that their movies had to have fucking booby hatch jive talk in it. They had to have code words. They had to make references mm. to songs that didn't exist and songs that did exist and pop culture references. And they had to just use slang. They had to use a lot of crazy made up slang. So everybody thought their movies were real cool. Why is it plural? That's what I don't get. Why would you call it buckwheats? Instead of like uh, a verb, like I buckwheated him, like buckwheated. Because it's real horror show, and you know you gotta you gotta strap in for the ultra violence. <laughs> it's like saying I'm gonna go do murders. Like it's probably more than one bullet, maybe, or maybe it's just like I don't know. It's just like it's it's you can't just because I think they say like it's buckwheats for all of you, so you can't just say it's buckwheat for all of you. Mm. Well, sure you can. Buckwheat is like practically its own plural. All right. Anyway, uh, Nishi gets ass weeps. blasted and the bullet exits his forehead <laughs> as yes. he's issuing yes. his threat and his soul leaves his body and gets sucked up into Oof. the sky. Fun fact, the soul is blue. His is. Yep. Yeah. Fun fact, his soul does not have pants on. <laughs> no, he is He is naked as the day he was born, which seems uh, seems satisfyingly circular uh, and uh, <laughs> flies up to place not heaven not hell place things continue in the bar yes that's is celebrating making fun of nishi the other yakuza pulls his gun because he's got one too look at that the tables have turned yeah and mm -hmm. so uh Atsu apologizes you know he, he was he was just you know, feeling his oats, his buckwheats. <laughs> and Christ. the other Yakuza is like, 
No, I saw what you did, and it was disgusting. So you have to say this tongue twister ten times fast and then add a kiss at the end. I was trying to figure out if it was one of those things where you say nonsense words together to make it, to, like, homonym out another word or another sentence. No, no. it's just, just pish no, it, dick, pish you it, just, dick, You're pish just saying... Dick. Yeah, it's. I think it's basically like just a kid's thing to say where you're like, I'm being so naughty, I'm saying three naughty words in a row. Unko, shinko, chinko. I think yeah, it's weird... like bus gas explosion. Like, I think it's a tongue twister, but oh, Japanese tongue twisters are easier for English speakers. Huh. Yeah. We, we look at that and it's not a challenge. Because it's syllabic. It's a weird punishment, but he does it sort of like a perverse rosary. And uh, then older Yakuza guy is like, hey, thanks for doing that. And then shoots him. Blam, blam, blam. A lot. Yeah. Everybody screams. He sits down and orders a beer and a skewer. Everyone goes about their day. <laughs> it's a good looking skewer. It's got onion on it. And it is at this point that I found myself thinking... Because I was all, I mean, because there's a scene where gangsters are profane assholes uh, who shoot each other uh, in a diner or restaurant type place. I was like, oh, okay, Tarantino riff. It's going to have a supernatural aspect because obviously this guy's a ghost of some sort, but maybe like, maybe like a true romance type thing. And I thought this until they started living inside of a whale. <laughs> sure. Because as it goes on, we're going to get chases and guys and shooting and things. And I was like, road movie, car chase with a ghost and guns and mobsters. Cool. I really don't see Tarantino putting anyone in a whale. No, that's my point. My point no. is, yeah. is that. But at this point, that firefight with an ending in a Mexican standoff, I was like, oh, OK, anime Pulp Fiction, I guess. Sure. Let's keep going. So the Yakuza is sitting there at the table drinking his beer and eating his skewer and he's reminiscing about a show he used to watch when he was a kid where the superhero had a time belt and could rewind time and how great that would be. I believe it was called Time Bro. Yeah. And now we're in place. We are in the Black Void, the inky Black Void, where Blue Ghost Nishi comes to. There's a little blue dot. I realize that canonically this is not hell, but if I had to rewatch my death repeatedly on like jumbotron, weird, like pixely, pixel, like jumbotron, like a, a, a like like a Tron, like a Tron recreation of it, like just surrounded by like the last like thir three seconds of my life, I don't think I would like it. And and he does not either. Uh, to set the scene, he is in dark void, and then whoomp, uh, just a big big screen comes yeah. out of the bottom of nothing, and it's got like this old CRT vibe to it, which I guess yeah. in two thousand and four, it does like had. an old Apple loading screen. Like yeah. you see the applications pop in at the bottom, and it says now loading, which you know <laughs> folks on IMDb say is a typo. But no, shut up. Absolutely not. It's not a typo. No, clearly not. There's a lot of English writing in this movie, uh, just on walls and stuff. And like, it's all spelled right. So I, this is, it's obviously that like, it's a little deity joke. And then screens pop up all around uh, our man. And uh, it says replay. He watches himself get butt shot a hundred bajillion times. And then that goes away. And... 
out of the darkness rises a giant 3D wireframe of his ass and dick, and <laughs> it rises above him. And then, the, like, the butt cheeks unscrew out to the sides, and the gun yeah. loads in, yeah. and then they screw back yeah. in tightly. So it's really in there. And there's, like, a countdown. It's just like, are you ready? And then three, two, one, as he utters his final words. The closest thing I can, like, really refer this to is it's kind of, like, super hot. <laughs> it is exactly like super hot, because the gun goes off and he shatters. Yeah. And then again and again and again and again, and the screen gets yeah. to, like, the little 4 by 4 in the frames, and there's, like, crossovers. Yeah. It's just repeated until like he's a crying wet mess. At this point, when I was watching, I'm like, oh, okay, so this is the afterlife. They're trying to get him over his trauma of dying by like just like immersing him in it until it until it can't hurt him anymore maybe i was like trying to figure out like why this is happening but no it turns out like the afterlife's just kind of a dick <laughs> this big text appears on the void it's like sucks doesn't it makes you feel <clears throat> lame which i don't like uh like a, yeah. a booger like a fart in the wind <laughs> like <laughs> a worm, coward, lame, awful, stupid, ugly. He's like, I know all of this. Shut up. <laughs> like I get it. I suck. Leave me alone. So he gets pissed, reasonably so, and just sort of starts flailing like a doof. We'll see a lot of that throughout the picture. Uh, and uh, yeah, he pulls down. He uh, he pulls down the old Wizard of Oz curtain. Just grabs, grabs reality such as it is, and yeah, it's like cloth. And he just like he, he like he pauses, right? He's like, I am holding something. What should I do? He, he thinks about it for longer than is necessary. Yank! Have you never played an adventure game? And in the distance, there's a little table and a chair and a computer on it, and this figure typing away happily and get a close-up and it's like an old green man covered in poop and we're like yeah. get the reaction shot from nishi and then back again and it's like a purple wizard and back and forth it goes and the figure keeps changing my favorite one is the real fish that's smoking yes. a cigarette yes oh that was a very good fish that was my uh, preview image on, on Plex for the whole movie, was that fish. Oh, that's incredible. Uh, there is a lot of blending of uh, of photograph and photorealistic mm -hmm. stuff with the animation. And uh, and often they will cut to react. This to me felt the most liquid television. They'll cut to reaction mm -hmm. shots from the characters and the faces will be swapped out with a very cartoonified face of the actual VO artist. Yes. I wish I was smart enough to be like, and this represents, but I don't know a hundred. I mean, I'm sure to the director it is meaningful, but it doesn't seem like this happens. It saves when a lot of money. It saves a lot of money. I don't think it necessarily <laughs> happens at points when like, this is when the characters are being real with each other. It just sort of randomly happens. Oh, yeah. But it's cool as hell. And the fish is another. So this is just like they just took a picture of a fish, Terry Gilliam style, slapped it on the cell and, and went for it. It's amazing. The whole thing. This red. And I feel like I've heard this before, like that God 
or whatever, you know, this one divine force is so overwhelming that the human brain can't even process it. So it's just a bunch of things at once, everything everywhere, one might even say. <laughs> and that's what God says. It's like yeah. the the flickering will stop if you acknowledge who I am. And Nishi's brain says, oh, are you God? And it's like, so you God? And like, yep. Great. Now you just have to acknowledge that you've died. And he's like, what? I've died? God's like no, haven't. No miraculous. I'm just you. naked in the afterlife for no reason. And you got shot up the butt, and your head flew off of the back of John Kennedy's convertible. Uh, you know, like it's you're <laughs> do you, you no, you're not dead. You're this is amazing. You're going to be the first man to survive with <laughs> no insides and no head. Yeah, churl. Anyway. Go away. Go through this. Uh, go through this red portal. I have a hot date. I have to get ready for. Yeah. Go be nothing. That's the big sell. He's like, that's like, it. This is it. He's like, yeah, I'm done. I'm done talking to you. Go away. My next life. I got my next life. He's like, ah, it's all. That's all. Nope, we don't have that this up is, here. Th this was it. You got. Yeah. You got. That was. That yeah. was the whole thing. So go go through that red hole. I'm gonna walk through this blue hole. Which is uh, wonderful and amazing. That's don't where my that. hot date is, you know. For my hot date, yeah. yeah. Definitely don't go through that blue hole. Definitely go through this thing that is absolutely in no way, shape, or form supposed to look like or make you think of a butthole. Anyway, go walk through it. But it's not a butthole. <laughs> it's just a giant red puckered <laughs> hole in reality, yeah. which is not a butthole. <laughs> Even though you just got shot in the butthole, so you're probably thinking about buttholes a lot. <laughs> buttholes. Anyway. <laughs> Nishi cries and begs for an alternative. God drop kicks him and puts him in a chokehold. <laughs> yeah. He turns into several different wrestlers. It's great. Yeah. And then Nishi walks off towards the darkness after they have like a tearful hug. And God gets back to getting ready for his date. And Nishi's like, but what if the blue hole? And then he starts running that way. <laughs> Yep. Like, I'm going to be alive yeah. again. No regrets. God's like, stop it. Yes. And I have to chase after you. And she's like, I'm going to be good. I'm going to do great. I'm going to stop looking at people's areas and I'm going to be smarter and faster. <laughs> and, and we're going to be, I'm going to do this. This is a great idea. Bye. Yeah. And God's like, going to have a lot of trouble running without your legs. He's like, no, I'm going to try harder. And then his leg pops back in and God's a jaguar. Yeah. And yes. he's going to live life to the fullest. And God's like, well, good luck with that. And Nishi bursts through the other side back into life. And God's like, I'm on your side, Simba. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> God damn, that son of a bitch, you really did it. And now we are back at Tori at the Yakatori. <laughs> and this is where we find out that what Nishi has actually learned in the afterlife is butt food. If this were a Joe Bob movie, which it never will be, he would absolutely <laughs> no. list in the drive-in totals at the beginning, butt foo. Because what he does is he clasps... <laughs> Jesus Christ. He clasps his... <laughs> his Rectum. butt cheeks around the gun... And yoinkifies it. <laughs> Wrenches it away. He just flips over, grabs the gun, and then fires it at him in the forehead. Like, 
<laughs> it's so fast. And he is he is feeling his Wheaties today. Yeah, no. he is. He's full of beans. He's this. Is, and by the way, welcome to the end of his character arc, where he basically started. True. He started passive aggressive, and now he's merely aggressive aggressive. This is cool yeah. guy Nishi. He's going to take his best girls on a road trip. Yeah. And again, and again, this is why in my head I was like, true romance. They're gonna go across the they're gonna go across Japan and they're gonna be chased. Uh, because that's exactly what goddamn happens. Uh he guns him down and then he points it at David Cronenberg Yakuza and he's like, Hey, you, first of all, your watch is fine, and he shouldn't have used that kind of language. That didn't happen. But what does happen, he's like, yes. give me the keys to your car, well. which is like a weird escape plan. I know how we'll escape. We'll escape in a very recognizable car yep. belonging to a <laughs> high-ranking mob member. I am more aggressive, but I am none the more smart. Let's go, ladies. Come on. Dad, keep quivering. Everyone's forgotten about him at this point. Yeah, Dad runs out yeah. of the store. He's like, take oh, me yeah. too. And then like, like fuck you. Yeah, yeah. No, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, Nishi's living the high life. He does like 20 donuts until everyone in the back almost pukes. And then yes. picks a random road and takes off in that direction and lowers the top down and, and like sticks his arms in the air. He's like, woo, I'm a god. Just like ranting this whole time about like how he's going to live life to the fullest and like, like he can't be stopped and stuff like that. He's just really, he's really high on life. Yang is in the back seat, the sister, and she's yeah. uh, she's disassociating. And frankly, who can blame her? Uh, and then yeah. the super cool corded car phone rings <laughs> and goes directly to speaker. Like this old mob boss starts talking on the phone about how hey your lives until this point they've been paradise compared to what's gonna happen to you and pew pew oh no they're being chased by like a million mobsters they've got <laughs> black yeah. cars and so many guns and chainsaw to pick yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and one of them santo but he's got the the oh, luchador yes. mask yes 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 yes, yes. yeah we get to see the Yakuza boss sitting in his lair, smoking a cigar and drinking his whiskey with a big round ice cube and having his robot monkey chewing his ear a little bit. God, a monkey? It's a monkey. I've seen this movie like All a right. bajillion times now. I'm, I've settled on monkey with like, I'm, I don't know, Robotnik bughead. crab pincer mouth. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, it's short legs it's a, like an eyebow. Yeah, it's a little, cutie. Yeah. It's a, it's a little right. cutie. It's a little shoulder cutie. Yeah, you'd be really sad if something happened to it. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna spend a lot of time with this in the same way that like we came to know and love Atreus horse in the never ending story. Yes. Um, yeah, we're gonna get to know and love little monkey. Yep. Just kidding. The monkey falls. The, the boss is like the mafia or something, and the monkey falls off his shoulder into its drink and dies. Yeah. After he's described, yeah. like, how Atsu was basically the star of the Osaka football team, and like hmm. Madeira, which is a football reference I don't get. I'm sorry, ho hockey fans. Yeah, he's a, um, I think he's a good football guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's a context clue, that. Yeah. <laughs> Top tier sports people, all and, of us. You know, you young people, all the, all 
day just thinking about your friends and how to get high and have a good time and no responsibilities well now you've got responsibilities and you're like you're you're in for a world of hurt you're like a roller coaster with no brakes which we then see she's basically like hell yeah i am i am a fucking roller coaster with no brakes i don't care what you have to say old man i hope your robot monkey dies the old man's like what and then his robot monkey dies oh no <laughs> Nishi does have one cool line because the mob boss does a very long Tarantino-esque speech uh, and then uh, Nishi says that's a great speech did you read that off a prompter and I was like no it's improv <laughs> that, and that killed me that absolutely <laughs> killed me that is I think that exchange because up until that point I was like I don't know movie it's pretty cool but and then that exchange when the when the mob boss yelled it's improv i was like this is this is categorically great this is unquestionably terrific. i kind of feel like there's part part of the point of this whole sequence is like the idea that like not only other characters basically ending up going to end up turning their back on this whole tarantino style like thing but it's also kind of like yuasa is like no, I don't want to make that kind of movie. I this is like, you know what? I don't like that kind of movie. I, I'd rather make a movie about people in a whale. So we're just gonna we're just gonna segue in a minute here. But in the meantime, what if Nishi drove like he thought he was in a like he thought he was James Bond in a car chase, but actually he's Nishi, so everything doesn't work but turns out okay. James Bond Jr. Go through a doll factory. Yeah, full of blue babies. Uh, we see a yeah. man running on the highway at 120 kilometers an oh, hour. God, yes. Nishi oh, drives up yeah. the back of a one of the like a oh, car yeah. carrier, and then smashes yeah. into some other cars, and it works out great. He goes up on two wheels like James Bond, and except except, except it rotates, <laughs> it, ro it rotates like through the middle, like. Like it spins. It spins. And, it's, and everyone gets access, a nosebleed. Access? Yes. yes. And it, <laughs> and it's a, it is a top-down convertible. And uh, as someone who, in the course of a weekend, was once nearly killed twice while uh, we were in Galveston for a wedding where uh, Texas, where people drive like they ain't got oh, no yeah. sense. And Kayla was like, this will be fun. We'll get a convertible for the weekend. And, uh, and then we almost got we almost got splattered twice in a four-way intersection. And it is a very different experience to nearly die in a convertible than it is to die in a car with a roof because you are very fucking aware of how much nothing there is between your head and the pavement. So these three are very lucky to just roll away from what looks like a career-ending car crash with just with just a with just a little with a little uh, grape jelly schnozzes there. Yeah, no, they they should be fucking thanking uh, the old green guy with shit on him, who's a various other things as well. Yeah, one of the uh, one of the gangsters who's wearing like a motorcycle helmet is flying through the air in his car and hears a chirping noise and flashes back to his pet bird dying in childhood, and the bird's on his finger, and then the bird has a little halo, and then they slam yeah. into the earth. That yeah. was incredible. That's one of my favorite, favorite ways I've ever seen somebody realize they are about to die. That was amazing. God, this movie, this fucking movie. Anyway, 
Yeah. I don't have anything interesting to say besides that was fucking cool. Sorry. No. Um, I just, just really like this whole car, this car chase because it's just like so like it's really dynamic. It's really fun to watch, but it is also stupid as hell. Yeah. They drive up an embankment. There's the, a bridge across the harbor and the yeah, because the boss is like got five trucks lined up with ramps blocking and all the cars are out and this is the end everybody give it up those ramps are nasty things which is like never yeah and so nishi takes the ramp into the ocean has no regrets and a whale swallows them yep uh end of act one (laughs) exit eaten by whale (laughs) yes (laughs) um Ah, now we're all saying and he's eaten by a whale very casually i am going to be perfectly honest at this point i was like did a volcano come out of the ocean is that just a giant is that a tsunami is that i uh i I did some i did some wiki following along uh watching this movie and I, i if you are not an anime person I recommend having it open um but yeah and then i looked and it was like now they're all inside a whale and i was like oh son of a bitch i guess they're inside a whale that did not i it took <laughs> a long minute oh, yeah. because they're like they're kind of in inky blackness and i was like are they underwater or is it just super dark out because it's nighttime now what's going on and then one of them pulls out a flashlight and mm-hmm. sees in the in the horizon go ship when the whale eats them, it, you see like, like, kind of a, like a black Pac-Man shape snap them up. It, they, you don't see a whole whale. You never see a whole whale in this movie. Yeah, it cuts to, the to best of my recollection. It, it shows us the tidal wave taking out the people on the bridge, and then it cuts to yes. the Yakuza boss, who's like a whale. And then we're in Inky Blackness. Yeah. Nishi's there. He calls for Mion and. Their sister, they all respond, they're there. He tries a lighter, it doesn't work. A flashlight works, and everyone's upset about being in the dark and water. And so Nishi has decided to preach his new view on life, where everything should just be fun and an adventure, and everything is better when you look at things this way. What a butt. Yeah, he's like, we're on an adventure, this is great, let's go explore this darkened fish-smelling place. So they swim over to the big ghost ship, climb up a ladder, and then park themselves on the deck. Mion says something about this being good for her body. Nishi says, you've got a hot body. Yeah. Doesn't change that much. uh, Begs uh, to see it. And Yang is like, "Uh, Nishi, this isn't the time. Your behavior has almost gotten us killed. If we keep going this way, we're just going to die. We're dead. We're dead. Shut up. And they give him a hard time about doing murder. And mm-hmm. I'm just going to go ahead and say, I was okay with him doing murder. Seemed yeah, like okay. It seemed like this was an okay reason to do a murder. But yeah. anything to distract, I guess, and Yang sort of uh, uh, spearheads this. And maybe it's just to get him to stop oogling her sister, which yeah. like, it, mm-hmm. which, which works. Mm-hmm. And then an old man appears from down the ladder and is like, I have a radio. Come with me, everybody. And he grabs Nishi's hand and drags him off down the hole. He's like a small old man with a very large beard. He's wearing like a long shirt and women's underpants. 
and he has a big nose, big bulbous nose. Yep. He's great. We we love we we love him. I love what he's done with the place. You get the yeah, sense that yeah. the Pinocchio and his friends, they just were like they didn't apply themselves. They, they had no sense of interior design, no sense of feng shui. Eh, it was like it, it was like the 19 somethings, the early 19 you think something they didn't have as much cool stuff to have washed up in a whale pure mannequins and ultraman figures yeah i know exactly it's unclear where all of this stuff has come from i guess it's just all stuff the whale has eaten over yeah. the years uh-huh and that's all you're supposed which could to think be anything that. yes which and could everything be yeah. anything. yes it's important to let you and our listeners know although by the time they hear this it will be old news that they have they are releasing a set of like effectively like Sentai robots, that, Sentai figures that combine into one big robot, but they're all from Hideako's Shin series. So there's a there's a Shin Godzilla in the middle, and then there's Shin Ultraman and a Shin Evangelion and a Shin Common Rider, and they all form they all form a big one big robot together. All right. And if uh, if I came across that in the woods and there was like a like a big net under it, I would just go for it. <laughs> so if anyone's looking to capture Anna, yeah, any Anna whales out there. Heart, yeah. <laughs> just stick out your tongue and put this particular product uh, on it. And I will swim gaily into your mouth. Mm. Ooh, tongue, tongue sentai. <laughs> It might be more like tongue hand tie. I'm not sure. Love exciting and new. Come aboard. We're expecting you inside a whale. He's got a whole goddamn Ewok village. Like the Ewok village if the Ewoks were really horny. I don't. Okay. I don't think we have. And this will become more evident during the whale sequences, but I don't think we've really conveyed how adequately how really horny this movie is. It is an interesting proposition or thought exercise that you bring up. I I think this movie has horny characters in it. And obviously one of the characters is designed to be, you know, obviously like this this male gaze, uh, you know, mm -hmm. uh, fantasy. The movie itself, it doesn't. I don't know. It didn't. It didn't. How about this? It didn't. I at no point was like, eh. I was just. You know what I mean? Like it did not. And yeah. then, which is, I guess, a very Kagan-centric way to look at it. It did not hornify me. It was like there are horny aspects to it. But I, I don't know. I, I'm just babbling. I'm not sure. It didn't. Hmm. There are hornier films. It's well. I mean, it's horny. You don't have to be the horniest film to be horny. Yeah, I just. But you just, should try. It, I mean, it's sort of. <laughs> it's like it's a movie about life, and so sex is part of that, yeah. and sex is part okay. of the culture, and the certain horny perverseness, like you talked about the onsen episode, and they do the onsen episode yeah. here because the old man's like, "Hey, anybody want a bath?" And so the girls are like, "Yeah, we we love a bath," and they go down to like his tarp spa. It looks nice. It's a nice tarp spa. 
They needed a bath. That's not horny. They needed, they needed a private bath, unfortunately. That is the problem, is that there are, of course, because this is in the, like, the Donkey Kong Jr. universe, there are just platforms <laughs> and holes to stare through. It's a side scroller. So one of the holes is, like, underneath the living room table, like it's a kotatsu, which is fun. And Nishi's looking <laughs> down that way. Yeah. And so he, you can kind of see, like, blurry nudity in the distance, because the forms aren't that precise on any of the characters. This is a thing that hadn't occurred to me until I was thinking about it just now. Because while I do think, I, 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 I kind of take both your points that like the movie's not like, oh my God, this is a horny movie and it's dealing with a lot of aspects of life and that's one of them. And also it has a character who's very focused on it. But like also as much as like the character of Mion is like a certain kind of eye candy, they also, like, you see Nishi's dick for, like, I don't know, 45 minutes in this film. And you never actually see Mion, like, new, right? Like, you nope. see her, the closest you get is this, like, this bathing scene where you see her from very far away. And they actually don't, like, so it's kind of restrained in that way. So it's, it's I don't know, I guess it is really sort of towing a line. It's like looking at a pale carrot. Yeah, exactly. It's hard, right? It's like the animators definitely during that car chase are like, I wonder exactly what the physics of this woman's gigantic breast would be as it was my. I've uh, seen but, but like she's, she's not portrayed as a sexual character. Like she just acts, she acts like a person who just happens yeah, to true. have this and like, and is not like walking around like fucking Jessica Rabbit. Like she's just, you know, for most of the movie, oh, she's yeah. in like, she's like in a tank top and it's like, they're huge, but it's but, but eventually it just becomes like Roger Rabbit's ears or something. Like it's just like, yep, that's a yeah. part of her. Yep. Yeah, you you do like in context get the impression that like there's sort of something she puts up with more than anything else. Yes, and the bullshit from everyone around her who was always like, yes. oh, blah, blah, as they are doing right now. Uh, Grandpa, Grandpa yeah. Weirdo, uh, and uh, are both like poking, looking through holes. Looking at these, uh, looking at these two women, just trying to get a goddamn bath. And then they pop down like this well that has a rope for a bucket, and they've got like fresh clothes. And the girls scream and throw their wash buckets at them and hit them in the faces, and it's very cartoony. And they get mad at the guys for peeping, which is the trope. Yeah. Everything I just said about this movie not being particularly horny, I take back because the outfits that the boys uh, decide <laughs> to give the girls. Oh, God. God. Right. I can only describe both outfits as sex clown. <laughs> That's it. That's it. There's a tutu yeah. and like a red nose and there's a bra made of party hats that are dog seals. Yeah. So they are crazy revealing, but again, and this is the point I'm trying to make is that like they are, but they're more like goofy than they are sexy. They're just, <laughs> they're like nonsense oh, yeah. outfits. They're, you know, that purple flower thing that Daffy Duck turns into and duck amuck. Uh -huh. That's what these yeah. things look like. This is their out. And they're just like, hey, ha ha, very funny. We put them on anyways, but now give us the real <laughs> clothes. Yes. And they all settle yeah. in for a fantastic seafood feast prepared by the old man. There's sushi and sashimi and a giant lobster and 
decorative sticks. My favorite. Which is the point at which I was like, I guess if I was trapped in a whale, I would just die. Not gonna, <laughs> not gonna of, become of, a gourmand? Being unable to eat anything. Oh, oh right. Yeah. I, I hate to, I hate to bring it up again. But <laughs> I am allergic to seafood. <laughs> but he's got like sticks and tomatoes, so at least there's something. I guess know? I could eat a tomato. Yeah, that's true. And later on, I think there's peaches. Yes. Yes, which aren't drawn to look like butts at all. They just all happen to be facing the camera with that, with the- That's how uh, you know they're peaches. That's the how crevasse you know facing. The crevasse. Yeah. The cre- is that, I, I was trying to come up, I, all I had was crack. And I was like, that's probably not the, the technical term. The cleft. The peach the cleft. Cleft of the peach. <laughs> That actually just does sound much dirtier. Oh, Georgia. I think the pitch crack is a lot better. <laughs> With Vin Diesel? What did you just say? <laughs> peach crack. No, it's a lot better. <laughs> Although it does sound like one of those um, iced tea memes about the new drug on the street. Anyways, they eat a lot of food. And because it's an anime, uh, in the blink of an eye, they <laughs> all have giant distended octomom tummies because they're all filled with uh food quintuplets um and they all go ah and i laughed and laughed and laughed i don't know god it just i don't watch a lot of anime so i'm never used to it and so it always takes me to a delightful surprise when it suddenly turns into like a cartoon for two-year-olds in the middle of everything else of the giant boobs and guys getting shot up the butt and things like that. And then suddenly it's like, oh, we ate too much and our tummies are huge. And it's just like, oh, anime, where have you been? You're delightful. There's literally like nothing in the, well, not literally, but there's very few things in this world I like more than watching like an anime or cartoon character eat a whole lot of food and they get a real round belly. It's so satisfying. <laughs> That's like half of why I like One Piece. (laughs) This movie reminds me that my favorite thing in anime is a cartoon doing something that like live action can't. Like it would look Mm -hmm. horrible if this was live action or CG. God, it would be grotesque. Now it's body horror. It's just the abstraction allows this this sort of weirdness and later on the mixed media. So they have their giant tummies and they all pat them. And now we learn a little background on Grandpa Whale. Oh, wait. But before that, we get uh, we get 20 minutes talking about rotating sushi. Kaiten sushi, the new hotness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's conveyor belt sushi. And he's trying to describe that they rotate the sushi around. And Grandpa's like, like this? And there's some sushi floating in the air that rotates. And he's like, no, no, this the other way. And it goes around the customer. It's like, oh, do they have robots now? And flying cars. And we see uh, because because this movie will show you every thought every person is having. We then get a brief look at the Futurama world that this guy's imagining. And the three of them are like, "Eh, it's not quite. It's not quite. How long have you been in this whale exactly? If you think flying cars could be a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And he's been there 30 goddamn years. years. Yeah. And it turns out it hasn't exactly been a fun time. <laughs> he is a like a drug runner and a bad guy and a criminal guy. Uh, and, uh, you know, he got caught in a drug bust. One thing leads to another, which these three can certainly understand because almost the same. Look, sometimes 
You get chased by the mafia, you end up stuck inside of a whale. Tail as old this time. That whale just likes periodically popping up and snapping its its massive mouth closed in that exact spot. Hey, are you in trouble with the mafia? <laughs> Let me see if I can help out. Go. Or the Coast Guard or the DA. Or the Coast Guard or whoever. Baywatch. Yeah. You, got, you got trouble with David Hasselhoff? Call Gojira. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's funny that you say that because when that just to jump back when that scene when they go flying off the bridge i was like it's gonna be godzilla that's the only yeah. thing that can happen this movie is always yeah basically this movie has shown me Victor. a thousand million th crazy things already why not kaiju and uh and that's what we got fun fact that isn't true um but supposedly, and this has been discredited, uh, the origin of the name of Godzilla came from uh, somebody who work, who's working on the crew for the film and was a portmanteau of Gorilla, Gori, and uh, Whale, which is Kujila, so Gojila. But apparently that's not true. And so, like the director made it up or whatever. But oh, is that anyway, so? I have, there's, I have... there's a linkage between the word Kujila and the word Gojila. Uh, I had always just assumed I, I had believed that as gospel that they were making fun, uh, not they were making body shaming fun of a, uh, a portly yes. gentleman. Um, but that's not it. Oh, that's too bad. I, I, I mean, just, I guess it's good like, because they I didn't make a bunch fun of, of that things guy. saying that that's just a story and that yeah. there's no real proof that that's actually how it happened. They probably just they probably just gave it a name. It was a good name. Stuck. I'm happy with it. Well, it's that time in an anime where a beautiful woman has to go to the bathroom. <laughs> hey, it's just over that way. And she just walks along the boards with her flashlight until she reaches the end, which is a squat toilet. And she's just there yeah. illuminated by a single torch in the darkness. Everyone's just kind of watching her. She turns the flashlight off and then she's like, hey, can you all like go back to talking? The really funny thing about this to me is that her sister is also like. I was just watching. about to say that. Why is Gang looking? Mm. What else is there to look at? Gang's human. You know what, <laughs> my friend? If it were a choice between watching my sister go to the bathroom and nothing. <laughs> oh, that's Josh. That's Maybe different. she also needed to know where the bathroom was. Maybe it was no, just purely yeah, informational. Is, yeah. Josh, it's different when you're a brother and a sister and two sisters. The relationship is, as in my understanding, quite different. Okay, so now everybody just has a good time and laughs and laughs, and there's some there's some booze-like substance here. God knows where that came from. I guess the guy has had 30 years to figure out how to make whale booze, so. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe he found some, like, margarita mix on a cruise ship and just, like, left it in one of his toilets for 30 years. <laughs> One of his many toilets. Uh, I oh, think it's like, given the number, the amount of stuff that washes into this whale and the, the overall quality of it, I think it's entirely possible that he's just got a lot of booze stashed from, from previous whale inhalations. Yeah. All right. This movie's pretty realistic. Anyway. Um... <laughs> an explanation for everything. <laughs> I think there is an explanation for everything in this movie. Most of those explanations are because Yuasa decided to do it that way, but it's still an explanation. 
The movie's practically a documentary. Our three young heroes <laughs> leave Grandpa Whale to be passed out on the floor uh, to go uh, to go do some exploring. They're trying to escape. Well, no, they're like, okay, let's ditch this guy and leave, <laughs> which is kind of mean. Nishi's leading the way, leading the charge along the meat wall. Oh, it's gross. I don't like it. Eh. It's perfectly it's normal cute. for for as far as Nishi's concerned. Like. Yep. Reminds me of several levels in Kingdom Hearts where we're in a whale. So they walk along the meat walls, uh, one of my favorite Prince songs. And uh, and the, you know what? The Monstro does not care for people running around up and down his muscular structure and groans and shakes and everyone's in a lot of trouble. Old man whale is like, you, you guys, you gotta get back up here. The thing's gonna open his mouth and you're gonna die. And she's like, ignore that old man. Follow me, everybody. And he sees the the light peeking between the jaws of the monstro. And he jumps in the ocean and tries to swim out. And then there's a giant tidal wave. And he's saved by old man whale, who has inflatables for everybody. It seems like maybe they could get right up against the teeth and then be prepared for the next the next time. Impossible. Maybe. That's right. Now I'm complaining about the reality of the film. That's not how whale works. I don't. No, we're not the teeth, but like the baleen or whatever. This whale has teeth. Now we're in uh, Nishi's unconscious dream ramblings. Yeah, he's Goku. He's flying on that Nimbus. He's got the staff. Yes. He writes some graffiti on some giant fingers and those fingers get angry and pick him up by his little pants and stick him in a tiny little cell, a jail cell on the rock wall. And then a mountain falls on top of him. Yep. Usual shit. Uh, and then he wakes up. Well, and he's like, yeah. Well, cause he's dreaming about it. Like he's dreaming about his, his, his newfound freedom having been rapidly taken away. And it just so happens to be journey to the West. Who knows? And it's journey to the West. But then God's like, uh, get out of here. I'm so tired of you. <laughs> You're right. Told you I'm on your side. Yeah. Nishi wakes up and he's looking up at the old man who's like, Hey, good, you're awake. And we get this really awesome shot that's like up through the floor, but the floor is transparent. So it's just like up into darkness, but the figures are all visible. Can't do that in TV. Take that. Not without great difficulty. Take that, TV. And then he turns on the radio and it's like, hey, it's great. Every, you know what's great? Not living in a whale. You're listening to W, not a whale. <laughs> the sun is yeah. shining. All, the, imagining all the, the people are happy. Everybody who's not in a yep. whale is happy. Man. <laughs> Tough break to anybody who got swallowed by a whale being chased by gangsters. This is KJNH. Wish you a happy whale-free day. And so everyone's crying and sad. <laughs> Three days go by, and they're not eating. They're just like, they're, uh, where are they? They're probably in... Uh, they're just hanging out. Anger? What are the oh, seven steps? Uh, I should know this. Oh. Denial? I think they might they're have in... they had despair of some kind. Yeah, some oh! kind. They're in... Yeah, despair. Good old despair. Um, yeah. And the old man's like, Bubala, eat. You got to eat something. Look, I'm I'm basically Iron Chef. I make all this stuff. Nishi's like, shut up, old man. You're old. You don't know what I'm feeling. I don't want any of these stupid peaches. He's... 
care of it. And he's like, well, hey, I will cheer you up. I'll take you to my special fun place. With all my friends. And at that point, and because we don't know what that is at this point, well, certainly uh, I didn't know. And I was like, oh, it's going to be corpses. Jesus, whatever this guy, no. whatever this guy thinks his friends, whatever he horrible. says his friends are going to be, are going to be horrible. I was afraid it was going to be more mannequins. <laughs> more, more um, sexually posed mannequins. Here, let me take you to my recreation of the opening credits of Blood and Black Lace. Isn't this spooky? Uh, um, but uh, I'd love to see that. Yang does her first non-tails thing in this movie and actually has her own idea and does something for herself. She cuts off all of her hair. There's no real inspiration for it. And she looks really good. It's a good, it's a, it is a solid, solid look. She's like, all right, old man, take me to your fun place with your friend. Mian, you're coming with me. We need to change. And the old man's like, Nishi, come on. We're all going to go hang out and have fun. And there might be corpses or mannequins. <laughs> what do you think? No. I don't want to go. You go with your stupid mannequin cave or whatever. And everyone leaves Nishi alone. For about like 30 seconds before Nishi can't handle it goes after them. Well, he he's a big he he's a big pooter first. He's just like, I'm gonna break things and knock things oh, over. Oh, right, he trashes the whole the joint. Uh, I can't be a famous mangaka. And what about my college summer days and going on vacation? I really like. This is maybe the worst thing he does in this movie. Yeah, honestly, he smashes all of the modern art. Thirty years worth of his treasures. Peaches are on the floor. It's just not a good scene. He's a terrible, terrible protagonist. He pull, pulls down one of the bedspread walls, and beyond that is revealed yeah. a line of stuffed animals that are hanging by their necks and a bunch of uh, uh, tally marks carved into some posts, and then uh, the walkway up to a noose that's covered in apologies and begging and prayers. Mm. And he's like, oh shit, I've been a huge asshole. Whoopsie doodles. And he, he runs off to go join the fun. Because there's laughing and splashing in the distance. Maybe he should have cleaned up first. Nope. Hey, guys, I decided to not be an asshole anymore. Oh, by the way, old man, thanks for your hospitality. I broke everything you hold dear. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm great. Who loves me? Raise your hand. Well, one of the old man's things breaks Beyond, first. Raise your hand. <laughs> and the rope bridge he's running across busts while he's running and he falls into the water in the darkness and he's lost and he tries to climb up the meat walls with his slippery watery hands and he can't do it and he just kind of like floats mm -hmm. on his back and cries a little and thinks about his mom in Nishi's minimal defense like he is having a dark night of the soul here yeah you're right he's great like he, act he acts really badly but also I can kind of get why like is kind of understandable it's still the worst thing he does though like it's not all right but, you know i realize i'm the one who said it was the worst thing he does but i can't now i kind of feel bad because he's like trapped in a whale and he's very very depressed we have an actual save the cat moment for you screenwriting nerds out there that is the idea that sometime in the first act or first part of your movie or early on i never read it because i don't care about 
learning how to write a screenplay because I just do it. Um, but uh, he, he, the idea is that you have to see your hero in the first like 20 minutes of the movie and sooner rather than later do something good and altruistic. Save the cat, for mm. example. So you know this is a good person and this is why we should follow this person through the rest of the movie. Well, inside the karma whale, that turnaround is like two seconds because Nishi yes. lifts a little bug out of the water and while he's lifting the bug, he gets lifted up and carried yep. over to his friends. And then uh, the bug's wings dry and it flies away freely to go, I guess, it looks I, like a mosquito. It's probably going to go eat, yeah. eat blood and cause irritation. It, it gives the whale malaria. <laughs> You know, maybe. Um, I didn't think he was saving the bug. I thought he was just like looking at it. It's like, oh, what's this? Oh, no, it's like a foot away from the meat wall and it's sitting in the water. And so he like hooks it up in his finger and raises it way above his head, like lifting it from hell. I thought he was just fucking around. And he apologizes. He's like, I'm so sorry I broke everything you held dear. But in my defense, I am having a dark night of the soul. Um, <laughs> and the old man's like, eh, look, I was I was um, bad. Go ahead. I think he buried the lead on how he gets rescued from the water. No, because it doesn't come up yet. It hasn't come up yet? Okay. I oh, I see. Okay. Yes, a mound rescues him from the water. Yeah. Just a normal mound. Just a mound. Chocolate covered coconut. <laughs> the giant. Does it have almonds in it? No. That's a completely different <laughs> bar, you buffoon. <laughs> so you're telling me Almond Joy has nuts and mounds don't. Yes, okay. if only there were a little tune. So he's just like, hey, I'm sorry I broke everything you held dear, but I'm an asshole. And the guy's like, look, it happens to the best of us. I also was an asshole. Until I got captured by this whale. And like before I was in the whale, I was on this track, like trying to be a certain way. Like beating people up and being aggressive and doing drug stuff instead of taking care of my family. And that didn't help me when I got trapped inside this whale. I was just alone and I had no strategies to deal with that. But then I eventually realized that living is more fun than dying. And now I'm happy to be alive. And then... Okay, now... No, I'll ask this one. What's better, Anna? To be nothing or to feel alive? Ooh, to feel alive, I think. Oh, oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, we really got to the meat of it there. Oh, what is best in life? Mm, mm, mm. Now the movie turns into a Ren and Stimpy freakout. A pure uh, Crickfalusian jibber-jabber of people with rictus grins on their faces doing crazy fun shit with crazy colored lights. They're, they're doing their synchronized swimming. They're jumping around. They got this. They got. It's like they all got the same fighters. What's that? With a dinosaur. Oh, there's a dinosaur. They meet the little friend. The friends that he has in his special place in the whale are dinosaurs. Little swimming dinosaurs. Well, I think this might just one singular dinosaur. One dinosaur. It's just one friend. Oh, like a Diplodocus or some shit. Yep. And it scrams. (laughs) 
And I've oh, called it Nessie. Oh, what now? Diplodocus. Well, yeah. I mean, Diplodocus. Diplodocus. It's not. It's definitely not a plesiosaur. Like, it's no. I mean, that's. A, thank you for making face. fun of me for a word that I've only ever read. Okay, I'm. I'm sorry. How is it actually? Sorry, pronounced? I made fun of you. Who's the Nishi now? As far as I'm aware. Anna? Oh no! I've become Nishi. <laughs> I've been staring at Josh's breast this whole time. Eh, look, they're spectacular. Um, and so I am good. wearing my Anne Margaret t-shirt, so how can you not? It's a good shirt. One of my, my Anne Margaret t-shirts. Thank you. Yeah. Um, she's the best. Uh, okay. Uh, so, you know, they just they do a bunch of things. They jump around. They swim. They play double. They play they double, double Dutch. Dutch. Yeah. Yeah. They do, <laughs> they do double Dutch. Nishi and Old Man Whale they, have... These bamboo poles tied to their gym. Oh god! That, right. that go strong, yeah. and people like pole yeah. ball with them. Like it's everybody seems fine with it. Maybe the movie is horny. <laughs> <laughs> this is all I'm saying. But it's so fucking dumb. Like it's like. <laughs> It's like it's like a it's it's like a fourth graders. The whole movie is like a fourth graders idea of sex. It's yes. like it's it, so it doesn't. Oh, it yeah. is, there's also a, there's almost in this scene anyways, there's a weird wholesomeness to it because the girls don't seem upset or turned up. They're just like, yeah, it's, we're playing fun bamboo dick jumpums. Yeah. And before that, they were like twerking. Yeah. And the disco lights. Yeah, I think the everybody's just trying to have a fun time. Yeah, this is how you have fun. They're kind of realizing, like, and I think the old man kind of knows this, but it, it helps to have other people around. They're realizing that in the whale, like, there's nobody to tell them they shouldn't be doing any of this stuff. So they can do the most ridiculous shit they want to, and nobody's going to say anything. It's a kind of freedom. Well, sometime later, things have calmed down. Everyone's had like a good sleep, and Yang's making an art installation or aquarium or something. <clears throat> She's tying various colored balloons that are full of water and fish up around the living space. And she has effectively turned into like a '90s Lower East Side performance artist. Like that's what that's yeah. the realization that she had is that oh wait a minute. I should be doing. I should be. I should be doing this at, uh, at you know at the uh, at the Pap Theater. I should be like I, I. She goes, scooter bananas, in the most spectacular way to the point where it's almost like, the movie should be about Yang's artistic realizations. I don't give a shit about anybody else. She's she's doing great stuff. Mm-hmm. And Mion's out swimming, and Nishi's like, wow, she's really good at swimming. And Yang's like, oh yeah, she used to compete until her boobs got big. And that's how Mion's boobs ruined her swimming career. Too much drag. The old man cooks some new food, and Nishi draws some manga. They all have different jobs. They're all having fun. They're all contributing to this flat hierarchy they've established. They're all kind of following their dreams within the within the limited um their limited ability within in, inside a whale but they're still doing it like yeah like Mishi's making manga that everybody seems to enjoy uh Mion's cooking which everybody does not seem to enjoy 
No. Uh, she can't cook. And uh Yang and Yang continues to go through like an entire PhD program in performance art in the distance of like a couple minutes. She has now dressed herself up with like balloon boobs. Yeah. And like a we like yep. an like yep. a, an adventure time hat. Yep. And a, a balloon penis. And, and a balloon penis. Tubes yeah. and like she's gyrating around. And oh yes, the uh, sorry, sorry, Corey. The bo- both the boob, balloon boobs, and the balloon penis are like are, are like hydraulically powered by giant mm-hmm. tubes plugged into them, mm-hmm. making them swell mm-hmm. and uh, and deflate. And it's uh, it's a good look. It floods the balloon penis with water, and the blue babies that they ran into in the warehouse that <laughs> end up in their car. And until she shoots it with a tiny bow and arrow, it pops and spreads everywhere. And then she covers herself in various colored paints and jumps against a canvas. And the group grabs the canvas and puts her in the center and twirls around. So it's like a zoetrope of her running. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's, it's like uh, one of the best minutes and a half I've ever experienced in film. It is god it is goddamn amazing. And then she leans back in her boobs inflate and explodes in glitter. The end. The end of the movie. Credits roll. I like I mean, I would pay fifty dollars to see this happen in, in, in real oh, life. Yeah, I yes, and a hundred percent afterwards, I would be like my my dumb theater friends and I would be nodding and like, mm, yes, mm, that mm. what that what that represented Meaning. is the pop. Meaning the population problem. Hmm. Yes. Glitter boobs. You notice how the baby, the baby dolls were in the penile area. That's like mm. they're like 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 a sperm. No, it's but not that create babies. Yes, we're all very mm. smart. You know, I saw a New Masculine Yorker feminine. Mm. Mm. <laughs> the dog. There was a dog sitting on a psychiatrist couch. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Mm, very good. <laughs> I, I bet the caption was very, very humorous. Now, Mion and uh, Nisha are on the deck of they're on the deck of Go ship. They're getting some, not sun, but just some time, close, some <laughs> time, share. some time to share together. And they talk about a dog. They found a dog as kids. They found this dog, and Nishi was like, oh, I'll take care of the stray dog. And Mion was like, oh, you're the best, Nishi. I really like you because you take care of stray dogs. And then Nishi's like, it'll be fine. I have a sea monkey. Want to come see my sea monkey? All right, everybody, let's yeah. go. Let's have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Mion's like, you know, it would be fun right now. Just spitballing here. Anyway, they have sides. But first, there's a little interlude where Nishi does his part to set the mood by telling a little story. He's just riffing off the top of his head. He's got chalk in hand. He's drawing a new manga. Oh, God, right. They have an entire, uh, like, 1970s French sci-fi movie, uh, animated That's movie. Right. The, under- the undercard to Fantastic Planet. Um, and it is... <laughs> And it is the oh, it God. is the it is the story of space adventurers who are marooned on a planet, and then while it's livable and breathable, and there's water, there is no food, 
their tummies are are very bare. And then they realize they can eat shit. They, they can, can eat the shit of one particular yeah. creature and that it was delicious and nourishing. But the creature was bad at hunting and caring for itself. So the astronauts had to take over and hunt for it and clean it. And then they had to fight some plants that had evolved to eat the poo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at this point, uh, Mian's pretty happy with the story, but it needs an ending. And so Nishi's like, but they're inside of a cell. It's fantastic voyage. And they're getting bigger yes. slowly. Uh, and they ended up inside of you, Mian, because the captain, who looks a lot like me, but isn't me, definitely, uh, was obsessed with you. And uh, you were you were on the toilet, and you heard them yelling at you that they needed to get out. And they're in your stomach. Oh, don't flush them. Uh, based on this story and like what we see of his manga, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that like everything Mishi writes is about poop. Accurate. Poop and sex. The fella sex who poop. wrote... The fellow who wrote the original manga is also named Nishi, right? Yes, or is it Robin Re- Nishi. Okay. I okay, so this is a this is a half form thing, but I was trying I I've been th- the part where the people have to live off poop and they have to like nurture and take care of the thing that poops so that they can survive. I definitely don't have a way to say this just yet, but it's sort of like I'm trying to figure out if this is somehow a metaphor for being an artist. Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. I nailed it. I win movies. (laughs) You Um, you nailed it. Like like I was just like, oh, there's something like the idea, like I basically what the artist does is it basically feeds and takes care of their muse, whatever in them tells them to create, and then their muse poops out the content, which they then have to consume, and then the process kind of starts all over again. It's not exactly, it's not exactly, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but as someone who makes things, I was like, yeah, there is a, and then there's also like, because there, this is a thing that the guy wrote basically about himself or, you know, this yep. originally was like, I, he self inserted him. He's getting high on his own supply. He's For eating sure. his own poop. This is a movie about a man. Who <laughs> He's also poop. a fart and a booger and a loser. Yeah. Yes. I wish I was smart. So I could have said all of that clearer, but that whole imagery really stuck with me. This story is so great and Mion is like Mion is like what a wonderful story you told me about people who eat poop and then I poop them out you know what I bet you'd be a good time in the sack let's get to it and they enter a very romantic scene uh, where they turn yes. into gross bugs and slide around the deck and then this, I, oh, I don't know, noodles and goats. I don't, I don't know. And then they turn it to paint. They're having sex and they fall down the what? hatch into the water. And then they climb, spider climb up while they're having sex. <laughs> and there's also a train. Yeah. And a, there's a conductor cat. And the train hits several things on the track, but eventually escapes to the sea. Yes. 
And this butter sizzling in a pan. Like the stock footage film festival. Wait a minute. The train goes into the sea? Uh-huh. In a big does splash. That, yeah. Does that mean it's the <gasps> Marine Express? No. No. Full of mystery and wonder. You're thinking of uh, Time Sun. Yes. I am not, son. Mom. Time, time lad. This kind of reminds me of um, the sex scene in Shudama. With Paul Giamatti? There's not a sex scene with Paul Giamatti. There's a, where Clive Owen and Monica Bellucci are having, having sex, but they get it attacked at the same time so he's like still having sex with her but he's shooting people at the same time oh moderately clever that movie happened i think i've seen trains going into tunnels in a james bond at least once i mean it's oh maybe it's it's the old i mean to the point where it's like again that's one of those things where it's like this must be satire because it's such a goddamn Mm -hmm. it's so not funny to cut to a train pulling into it but to be fair this this train does have conductor cat yeah, which is and a smiley a face, and the the, yep. the conductor cat yep. stokes a lot of coal in there. Yep, yep. the yep. furnace is hot. My point is, if this were a hornier movie, we would just see sex. But the guy, the director fella, doesn't want to give that to us. There's there's literal there's no on screen sex here. <laughs> see, here's the thing: is I disagree because I don't think you have. I do not think you have to show people having sex for a movie to be horny. Labyrinth. Is a very horny movie where nobody has sex. Right, but this is a scene where they're actually having sex, is my point. There's no, no scene in Labyrinth. You sort of see them. They're spider crawling all merged together. <laughs> Their bodies are near each other. They're naked. They're, 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 they're in, integrated. They're, they're, they're connected in some way. Right, but you don't, it's, I guess it's my a point. Me, it's, a, it's a visual metaphor for them. I understand. Sex. I, don't, I understand that. The but thing, the movie, Anna. I know you know understand that. Yes, but the movie doesn't. The Guys, movie I don't think the, you get the visual metaphor at play. I think I do. I'm just saying, like they don't go, "Hey, look at these," and they're they're going up and down, and here she is wearing a flimsy nothing, and blah blah blah. No, here's bugs. I you think this is sexier see- than that. I think you think it's sexier than real sex? Oh, now I understand why you like possession so much. <laughs> Oh, that's just oh, a joke for the two of us and anyone who's seen Possession. Thank you. Hey, Corey, by the way, it's a pretty good movie. All right. um, okay, movie. let's. We're so close to we are so talking close. about this movie for so five more just... hours. <laughs> no, he's already he's already crashed that train into the sea. Uh, that's right. And Yang and the old man of the whale come by to check on them because you know they've been gone for a long time and they're making a lot of noises. They're concerning. I'm like, no, we're fine. And you see them from, they pop up and they look like semi-normal. And then you see from behind that they don't have their pants on. <laughs> Jokes. Yep. Uh-huh. Everybody just has a good think together. A good dream along. Yep. It's the sci-fi future that they all agree upon where there's these three children in the sci-fi future who are big fans of Robin Nishi and they're talking about Robin Nishi and then who appears in his in his George Jetson auto gyro it's Robin Nishi who does an Ultraman <laughs> flip off into the walkway and the kids are like hey are you Robin Nishi and he's like yes but it's like a postcard moment yes 
It's so great. He looks a little like Cowboy Bebop. He looks a little bit like Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. He's, I mean, just drawn to be the coolest, coolest guy in the world. Yeah. He's the coolest guy in the world, clearly. Especially according to these kids. These kids lose their shit. I think it's yeah. funny that Nishi got everybody else to agree, like, hey, let's all imagine a story <laughs> together in which I am the absolute coolest person in the world with the name of the person who wrote this manga to begin so, with. So I thought it just sort of cut to this sequence and without really any explanation for why. You see the faces of the four people inside the whale kind of spin around a carousel and they're crying before it cuts to this. And then oh, there's just okay. like text on the screen that says like space and cool. And Robin Nishi's okay. the main character who's awesome and everyone loves him and he's a mangaka and he's there for a book signing mm -hmm. and these kids lose their shit. And they eat an elephant. And then they, they he takes them out for food and they just... <clears throat> The way these people consume is amazing. Yeah. There's big bites out of big meats. It's it's like Flintstones <clears throat> eating. And one of the kids is like, I'll pay for it. And Robin Nishi's like, no. Kids don't have to worry about that stuff. You just have to worry about growing up to be your own unique individual. Then it gets a little weird. Where all the kids <laughs> hug him and he's like laughing. And slapping no. them with with gang van <laughs> with that is you're right that's weird too. I was thinking about the part where <laughs> where Yang is now Yang Van Gogh and Mion is now Matt Beyond Thorpe Mion. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yang so Yang has created a way to communicate with aliens, and it's her big day. And uh, Matt Beyond Thorpe Mion is in space race, which is space swimming. Space swimming. Yep. It's like the Space Olympics and they <laughs> swim into a tunnel that's like uh yeah, again, the only thing I can think tunnel. of is pod racing. It's just like they enter the, this closed off area where there's no cameras and one of the other swimmers punches her and she gets ahead. And that is what I call pod racing. <laughs> but you see, because she's swimming in the air instead of in the water, her breasts are no longer a hindrance. Oh, everyone's living their dreams. A happy ending. Yeah. Things aren't so good inside Monstro. Uh, no. Beyond notices that the fish and the balloons are dying. Or no, they're not dying. They're all they're extinct ex specimens. They're all extinct. Of course, yes. this is a thing that Maya knows off the top of her head, by the way. Because she used to collect fish books. Yes. She's looking in a book. They swim with Nessie. Nishi starts thinking about his childhood bedroom. And like his old mm. computer and his drawer full of VHS tapes, like Chinkan Express and Chinkan Express. It's a pervert. Yeah, yeah, because they're all they're all they're all porn. Yeah, and he's thinking back to like the bag he had at the Yakitori place. Had like four VHSs that he had rented that he's not going to be able to return. <laughs> Relatable. Yang is practicing dancing. She's spinning and kind of thinking about how she used to dance and had to give it up. And mm -hmm. one by one, everyone kind of jumps into the rowboat and starts rowing. 
Yeah, everybody just sort of is like they've had their fun, they had their sex, mm-hmm. they had their jumping over the bamboo dick jumpers. And now now maybe it's now it's maybe time for uh summer vacation to be over. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, I think we do miss our lives after all. Although Nishi is just the, like, man, I miss my life. All my porn. Yep. Like, that's. Y- yeah. I mean, I know I'm having sex with a real lady down here in this whale, but boy, oh boy, pornography. Mm. All my waifus. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Won't somebody think? Think of the waifus. So they, they try and get, they try and get the hell out of Dodge, and it doesn't take. Yep, they get caught nope. up in a big wave, and they have to hit the rope ladders to rescue themselves. And one of the platforms is also kind of washed away, and the old man saws the rope to release it, and then is like, "Oh, I was just about to get you. I have something to say. Uh, the water level's going up because the whale's probably dying, and we're all going to be trapped here in a dead whale." It'll sink to the bottom. Probably the malaria. It was probably the malaria. You know what? A cannon. Cannon! <laughs> that, that bug that Nishi saved in the in the karma whale. Just... Yep. That's how much Nishi sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Even when he thought he was doing a good thing. <laughs> We're doomed. So they got to get out of there. And the old man's like, but we can't. We can't do it without a motor. And I got all these. Of course, I have all of these motors, but I got no gas. And is it Mion who's like, aha? Yang. Yang. It's Yang. Yeah. We came here in a car. Yeah. We came here in a car. We took an Uber. By the way, it's all full of drugs, but that didn't seem relevant. Yeah. Look, we're wanted topside by very bad men. But if it's a choice between being chased by the mob or dying at the bottom of the ocean in a dead whale filled with underwear and performance art. <laughs> you know, well, hmm. I mm. reserve my, I don't know, actually. They, they both have their ups and downs. Um, <laughs> so now we get like an A-team sequence where yep. it's like, siphon the gas, fill up all the motors. Practice till your hands bleed. Yeah. Da, 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 like the whiplash sequence. Nishi and Mion have sex. And the old man can see. Ooh. He twists himself into knots and spaghettis until there's some splatters that turn into flowers. <laughs> Literalist that I am, I found myself thinking, oh, the, you know, like, this is this, their their kind of sensei, their 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 trainer, their their father figure, their parent figure. He's dying. He's having like a massive heart attack. Right. His heart leaps out of his chest, and then there's silence, and a little ambulance goes across the screen. That's totally fair. It's totally fair take. Mm-hmm. It's weird. That, it's weird that I read that into it, but I was like, oh, now they're gonna be with it. He, they're gonna. He died, and he's gonna die with the whale, and that makes total sense because, like, he's the one who rescued them, and now they got to do it on their own. No, he was just having. He was just in an anime near people having sex, and basically, what he was doing was the equivalent of the wolf taking off his shoe and hitting himself over mm-hmm. the head while his tongue rolls out like a fruit by the foot. I think I remember saying 
to Jen at the sequence that I'm like, I think Josh is going to really like this part because you because you make reference to like that kind of like Tex Avery stuff a lot. But it didn't bum me out as much as it bummed me out in Marine Express because that guy does that the entire inspector. Oh, yeah, no. He's doing that the entire time. Whereas this is just like it's a burst of text Avery, uh, uh, text Avery craziness. And it worked for me. I was very surprised in the next scene where he was like, hey, everyone, I'm still alive. (laughs) I mean, he's lucky he didn't like you know, shoot off into the distance on a jet of nose blood, honestly. Yes. And <laughs> crash into a train going into a tunnel. Yep. Sometime later, the radio's back on. It's the end of the World Cup. And the old man's like, hey, we're near Osaka. This is probably like a good time because the whale's going to dive down and die after this. So they all get ready to go. And then this is a really nice little moment because we had the first part of that story where the kids find an abandoned dog mm-hmm. and Mion clocks that Yang has the dog's tags like on her person. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess this is the part where this character development happens so quickly that I, that I even had trouble putting it together because again, throughout the entire movie, Mion and Yang save for a couple differences don't i mean they seem to get along fine and they seem to have the same sort of not neutral personality but they're just not assholes like nishi but this is the scene Hmm. where this is so she sees the dog tag and is like oh i'm the irresponsible one and she's the responsible one nishi is also the irresponsible one because he's the one who said he'd take care of that dog but yang's the one who always ends up having to do that stuff Yes, Nishi was the one who said, I'll take care of the dog, but then Yang took care of the dog. And then mm-hmm. and then Mion apologizes to Yang for being irresponsible, except this was Nishi's fault in the first goddamn place. But it's Nishi more than that, because it's it's through Mion's entire life mm-hmm. Yang has had to like change her behavior to adapt to Mion, and that goes to like when their parents were having trouble and when they were being followed by debt collectors. Yang had a job and was supporting the family while Mion was just out doing stuff. Like Mion's 20 at right. this point. But mm-hmm. she hasn't really been there for her sister. Well, case in point, like Yang's the one who's working basically by herself at the Akitori place while Mion's out, like, you know, jumping into trains and stuff. And she when she shows up, it's to eat there, not to help out. You know what? At the beginning of the movie, I was like, oh, they run the place together and this must be Mion's day off. Like I didn't. And because Yang doesn't. And this is me kind of like wanting characters to. I guess not always exist in subtext. Uh, not that this movie has a problem with that, but I think as someone who's used to just movies to just Western movies, mm-hmm. I almost expected Yang when Mion and Nishi come in at the beginning to sort of go like, you know, this was supposed to be your shift or like, you know, you said mm-hmm. you were going to help with the dinner rush or something. None of that particularly happens. So it's not a thing that we think about for the entire movie until this 30 seconds where Mion has that realization and then apologizes for being the irresponsible one. Mm -hmm. And I'm just saying that to me in that moment, I was like, you are 
What's up? No, Nishi's the, he's terrible. Why are you apologizing for anything, girl? You're flawless. That's the thing is that Yang is like the, like the traditional, like good, good girl in the, in, in like a Japanese context in that she like, she does her work. She does what she has to do. She doesn't complain. She doesn't make trouble. She just tries, she, she makes sure that like they can get by, right? Sure. And she doesn't call attention to herself. And it's sad. Because, like, she's got dreams. Yes, in retrospect, it's like, that all makes sense. Mm -hmm. And all I'm saying is that in the moment, it was like, this is weird because it feels like Nishi is the one, because he's our protagonist, who should be having the realization mm -hmm. like, oh, I've been in it. He should, because he's the one who abandoned the dog in the first place after saying he would take care of it. It seems like he should be the one who would see the charm and go, oh, I'm an asshole. But instead, uh, Mion has that realization and Nishi has no realization or character development. And he just wants yeah, to get right? back to yeah. his porn and his VHS tape. It's funny, right? Because they have like the sisters have this big thing and they like have this like not exactly reconciliation, but like Mion's like, I've been an I've been an idiot. I've been a jerk. You've had to do all of this stuff. I'm going to help out. I'm going to be responsible. I'm really sorry. I get it now. And then. And then Yang's like, okay, Nanishi, you and the old man have your moment. And they're like looking at each other. Yeah, the old man's <laughs> then, going to confess to Nishi. Yep. Yeah, basically. Well, yeah. The, the old man got like, because when they were getting all their, when they were doing their whole like, we're, we're getting in our, our escape uniforms on, um, Yang puts on lipstick and the old man's like looking at her and she's like, okay. And she puts some lipstick on him too. And it's really sweet. It's a cute moment. Mm -hmm. It's a cute moment. And you sort of like, there's, there's, there's implications there. Yeah. It's the stuff with the dog, like Mion's been holding on to that memory as a positive memory of her and Nishi because she remembered mm -hmm. Nishi wanting to take care of the dog. Like that's the reason they had sex. Cause she remembered yeah. that positive thing that she associated with him and he goes for a kiss at the end mm -hmm. and she rejects him so it's like yeah it's nice yeah. that at least those characters have some sort of conclusion yeah whereas niche yeah. is I'm just even, like like yeah willpower yeah. and determination will get you everything i'm not even sure that nishi's really the protagonist to be honest i mean he's he's like the point of view character kind of but i don't know like he doesn't necessarily. I mean, this is this is this is like some Jar Jar is the real protagonist of um, uh, the, Phantom uh, Menace, the Phantom Menace stuff. But like, I don't know. Maybe Nishi isn't the protagonist. Maybe he just happens to be the one that we see the most of. It certainly feels like he's supposed to be the protagonist, and like, and the thing is, is that all of this stuff about all of this stuff about the sisters. This is less than 30 seconds of scream time while 900,000 other things are happening. Also, I will say that I have watched the movie only once. And so I'm still processing a lot of this. Whereas Corey, you have seen it at least 10 times. Um, but it's just, it is a weird storytelling technique to go, Hey, we haven't really hung a light on it, but these sisters have beef and she needs to apologize. Here's some catharsis for everybody else. Yes. And not the old man. Sorry. 
Yes. I also yeah. didn't realize, I didn't put together the thing like, oh, she remembers the boy, she remembers Nishi adopting the dog and that's why she wants to do it. And now she realizes that the sister took care of it. Again, forgive me. It all happens in the fucking blink of a cricket's eye. It's crazy how much is happening. Yeah. So the old man goes up to confess and then the whale groans and it's time to go. So they all get in rowing position and take off. They got their motor going. They got their rowing. Boat's doing flips. The boat's going up and down. They all learn how to walk on water because water striders yeah. use that. Well, oh, before they learn how to walk on water, first of all, they all start fucking doodle jumping with various pieces of debris. Mm. Because the boat disintegrates. Because the boat turns into nothing. Yeah. So they are like using the pieces of the boat and whatever the fuck else is swept up in the water as a yeah. staircase to climb out. And then when there's nothing to walk on, they remember that water striders use hairs on their body to something, the surface tension, and then they have hairs on the bottom of their foot. Yep. So now they can walk on mm -hmm. water. Am I getting all of this? Yep, they're just going so fast that they can, they can keep so going. Fast. They can run under the water, too. Yeah. Which we learned people can do in this universe in the beginning car chase where a man gets thrown out of the car but manages to keep yes. pace with it. I mean, Nishi's soul was able to run out of uh, the afterlife, so there's a small presence. Yeah, this is all there. part of what he's learned. He just has to keep running forward and never give up, and then mm -hmm. things will work. And in this big climactic moment where this drummer is just going ham... In the soundtrack, mm -hmm. there's everybody running on water. Mion remembers her boyfriend, Ryo, and having an awkward time with him, and she collapses, but Nishi saves her, and she does, like, a little bit of, like, water skiing behind him. I guess he gets the magic foot hairs first, and then he's like, no, you do it like this, and then she does it like that. At some point, he loses his pants. Because yep. uh, Yang remembers another awkward moment oh, yes. and falls and grabs his pants yes. and then he loses his pants. Yes. His leg breaks and this is like, it's almost like oh, a God, fucking- this is the best. It's like a family guy bit, almost. It's the weirdest shit. Uh, it, oh. it, cut, it cuts back to him as a little kid and because he, he has apparently been a complete asshole since birth. Uh, he's like, milk? <laughs> Fuck milk, boo, and spills it all over the floor. His mom's like, but your bones. Well, I guess I'll just have to start putting milk in his food. And then it cuts back to the Sunny Chiba x-ray of his broken leg, <laughs> which then magically heals because his body remembers that his mom put milk in his food. And he's adamantium. To me, this is like a real gamified sequence because it's like, it's like a visual novel or something where like, where a thing happens and you have to go back and make a different choice so that that eventuality doesn't happen is like showing that. And I just, I thought it was honestly really clever. It's like, oh no, his bone's gonna break because he didn't drink milk. And then it's like, no, his mom put milk in the thing. It's like, oh, his bone's not gonna break. It's back. Yay. It's just, I really mm -hmm. liked it. I thought that was really clever. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yang falls under the water and the spirit of the dog that she spent time with saves her by sending a space capsule that hooks onto the dog tag and pulls her back above water. Uh, then everyone's eyeballs do a jackpot and turn into superheroes. And, and Doesn't the old man like 
kind of give up and then the dinosaur saves him? The old man gives up and falls into the water and the dinosaur gives him a big smooch on the lips that revives him. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Um, look, guys, a bunch of things happen. <laughs> There's a bunch of things that happen. Okay, this fair, year. fair. Tune in next week when we literally dance about architecture. It's <laughs> stunning. It's stunning. It looks great. This- it is indescribably great. They start running over bigger and bigger objects. Yeah, it's so it's like first there's like what like a car, and then bigger and bigger things, and eventually there's like a whole building, and she just like runs through a floor of it and out the window, and it's so great. Yeah, because it like when you hit the airplane, I'm like, okay, what possibly is going to happen next? Like, what? How is he going to one up this? And then he's like, running on bugs in the air and the actual water molecules. Yeah. Yes. And then it looks like his farts get lit. Like he just rockets off and everyone breaks out into the open sky. This all happens. I can't stress this enough for people. (laughs) This all happens. And at some point during this, they they do the whole opening sequence again, I think. That happens right now. They're exposed to the city below them because they're way, way up. And... Everything's happening in the city. People are bustling about. Then time moves backwards and buildings are deconstructed. And then time moves forward and things are reconstructed. And Nishi dreams about walking through his childhood home while his parents are deciding to have a kid. Uh, And then everyone has alternate lives and futures and different jobs. And the Yang is a sculptor or a wrestler and the old man dies or is a CEO and Mian is married to Nishi or not. And she's a nurse or someone famous. Blackpink shows up for some reason. Like, I don't, there's a a girl girl. I understand understand Blackpink, but God damn it, Anna. Um, By the way, I understand they're a Korean group. I'm not saying, but anyways, but there is a, there is a, there is like a girl group that keeps coming and going. Are we to, are we to understand that Mion is a member of that group or is that just a thing that's happening? It's a possible thing that could happen. Yeah. It's, it's indistinct enough that I like, it could be Yang in it for all we know. And then we see the old man who has been wearing the time belt this whole time. And the time belt spins, and we are back at the start. Except it's a little different this time because it's a little slower, I think. It, or it seems more yeah. comprehensible. Well, because we know what's going on. Like that's this, and that's, that's the story of that's the story of this entire sequence being run through again. It's like we finally mm-hmm. we've now gotten to know everybody. And even though I still was going like, huh, what? Mm? Um, it, it at least like, oh, this is what all of these. This is what all these scenes at the beginning were, I suppose. Yeah. Corey, um, question, because you've watched this so many times. So the old man, old man, old man, whale. Old man, whale. Had a kid. Yep. Had a kid. And I, am I right in my understanding that kid grows up to be like the Yakuza boss? Not the boss, no. He's the Yakuza in the car. Okay. The right. one who right. in the Yankee Tory place was like, I remember this cartoon when I was a kid where there's a superhero with a time belt and I wish everything could roll right. back. And so now he's back right. in his car and the rain's falling and Mian right. dashes across the alleyway and Natsu gets out to chase her. But the Yakuza guy drives off towards a subway station instead and Mian doesn't get her foot mm-hmm. stuck in the door. And. Mm-hmm. 
the Yakuza meets up with a woman there at the station, and the title appears over a bunch of clouds and blue sky. And the movie's over. Yes. It's not. There is a montage set to music that goes from the turn of the century all the way through and every single character from like birth to now. Yes. And then we get the title again. Yep. And then then it then it goes the story has never ended. Yeah. And then there's some surprisingly short ending credits. Yeah. Old Man Whale is Yakuza's father, and he effed up that drug deal, mm-hmm. which got the Yakuza mob boss yes. put in jail, and stuff with Mion and Yang's father is that he took the woman that the Yakuza guy uh, fell in love with in the club. He's the yes. big hair dancing guy. Yep. Right. And Bravo. So the woman that uh, the Yakuza guy meet, is meeting at the train station is Mion and Yang's mother. Ah, he's sure. decided to go away with her instead of pursuing um, loans for the mob. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Anna and I are making a lot of this is news to us noises right now. Oh, mm, yeah. No, I mean, no, I got that whole sequence. Like, A, needs to be watched, like, when you have the context of the film. And B, like, maybe, like, frame by frame. So you can kind of follow everything because I feel like I can take in maybe 50% of it at most each time yeah. I see it. It intersperses yeah. like real life events, like yes. uh, wars that Japan was involved in and sporting events like the Olympics. And it switches characters that it's following really rapidly. Like it's not it's not a straight line from, okay, like here's old man, here's young man whale and who has like... <laughs> this kid and here's what happens to this kid and here's no because then because there's all these branches splitting off all the time and it's just i don't know it's a lot to take in it is and a that's lot why asked, to take that's in. why i asked Corey, who has seen this more who probably has a better sense of the uh the lineages at play yeah it's the whole story of the context of the movie it's like the movie wasn't yeah. really even a story it's just kind of stuff that happened to these characters that were in this situation because of other stuff that happened to other yeah. characters for a hundred years just like all of us just like all of us. The end. Again. Uh, and then the title. And then Yeah, I was yeah. very I was also very surprised by how short the credits were because in my head I was like, a hundred thousand people must have worked on this movie. There's a big team for like CGI and animation. Sure. Yeah. But again, there's only like nine cool. characters and Yeah. It was a five hundred thousand dollar budget. Oh. Yeah, because like usually with the anime movies, the credits go on for quite some time, and there's like 17 animation houses that did like you know a scene each or something. Like those those rebuild of Eva movies have like a bazillion people on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyways, yeah, I, I love this movie and yeah. this director, and definitely watch more of his stuff. And if one specific thing isn't your flavor of the week, then try a different thing. Yeah, I definitely, I, it sounds like y'all are very excited about ping pong and maybe I should give that a shot. I love ping pong. There's another series called Kaiba that's kind of like that Astro Boy style. Oh, nifty. Mm. I've only seen a handful of, of things. It's like this, ping pong, and like, and Inu-O, and The Night is, um... The Night is Short, Walk-On Girl is my favorite movie. Yeah. Yes. That might be basically it. I would recommend this 
to well it's interesting when did scott pilgrim come out as a manga or manga or as a comic like early uh early 2000s i think yeah ish. i i feel like these are i mean they certainly go off in very different directions but i feel like i i feel like these are in conversation with each other these two pieces of uh these two these two artworks they have similar themes they're definitely about like a schlubby self-centered guy who through action and adventure and weird anime and video game shit. Uh, I was going to say learn something, but Nishi doesn't learn anything. It's like maybe kind of finds himself, like maybe wants to be himself. Maybe. Maybe. I think kind of what happens is that Nishi goes through all of this stuff in order that he can actually, like, after the movie's over, have his actual protagonist journey where he, be, where he like, takes these lessons and, and applies them to be a better person. I don't see it. This yeah. guy's a tool. His, his trajectory's flat. Like <laughs> He's a butt. <laughs> I just really want Nishi to shape up. Like the the wonderful thing is that this is not the, like, this is not the only thing with protagonist like this that Yuhas has done, and you do grow to somewhat enjoy the protagonist a little bit like not necessarily sympathy but it's he's he's a butt but he's our butt yeah yeah he's our, he's our butt walk like, on girls like that too that that time he he grabbed that gun with his ass was pretty good and yeah. speaking of butts <laughs> that's what they're going to remember about Nishi is like i saw him grab a gun with his butt once and then murder that time a man was pretty great that's that's terrible actually because that didn't happen now by the end of the movie the one coolest motherfucking thing this guy ever did it's gone i don't know that that's what necessarily is happening though what do you mean anything could happen at this point is what it could happen it has happened yeah like because i don't think the point is and suddenly they went they they reset the timeline I guess I thought when her ankle doesn't get caught in the subway door, it's going, look, I didn't understand a lot of this movie. I think that's perfectly clear (laughs) at this point. I enjoyed it. I appreciated it. I understand the basic plot. Although if I were to describe it to someone, they would think I was on mushrooms. But it was my interpretation that when she didn't get her ankle smushed by by the doors, that we were in a new timeline where he wasn't going to have to use his butt. Well, I mean, he wasn't going to get shot in the butt, die, go to heaven, come back, and then disarm somebody with his butt. Yeah. With the timeline in this movie, it's like Inception and the top is still spinning. Like, yes. the future is possible, but the past yeah. is also possible. And maybe we've learned something and maybe we didn't. But we're all connected and a part of humanity now. Yeah, and there's like another way things could have gone. Like this is, like this whole movie is like this is one way things could have happened. Oh, it's like Clue, or like the Fing Longer episode of Futurama. Sure. Yes. Yes. The What If Machine. So that's what it would have happened if I invented the Fing, Fing Longer. Yes. It's also completely possible to just watch this movie and watch a bunch of cool shit happen and not get too caught oh, caught sure. up on like character and story and stuff. Uh, but I'm a dork. Uh, it's amazing. It's fucking amazing. It's a. I, I've never seen anything. I've, I've never seen anything like it. I can't. Certainly not in the animated space, and not at a feature length. Honestly, I think like for a first watch, just like letting it happen and just like t- 
like getting like getting whatever you pick up from it but not stressing too much about whether you understand it is a great way to like and then and then if you dig it you can like watch it like 20 more times and you know tease out different things from it. oh it's already booked for next year's 420 marathon for sure <laughs> nice. kayla was like can we watch it should i watch it and i was like we're gonna wait but we're gonna watch it <laughs> yes <laughs> because I watched this at like noon stone cold sober on a Sunday afternoon. And oh, I was gosh. like, Oh, you know what? Well, I wanted to be able to nominally remember things for our little show here, but sure, like, sure, sure. but next time Katie bar the door, there is going to be, <laughs> there is going to be some drugs. It's great. Watch it on drugs. The end. <laughs> like, what, what else do you do when you're watching like someone turn into a butterfly during sex? Like, come on. Corey, for your ninth or tenth time that you watched it, uh, you mentioned the dog. This is the first. This isn't the first time you clocked the dog tag, is it? Or did no. you? Okay, I thought you said that at the beginning. I said something about the phone charm because the Yakuza the has a little charm. red yeah. dongle phone charm. Yes. Thing. And this is the first time that I've seen that he got it. The watch, the purple watch from his mother who died uh, after his father was swallowed by a whale. Right. 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 Yeah. So there's lots of little of little bits and pieces. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's why it has an old lady's watch. Also, it's fun for like any any I don't know animation fans or whatnot to check out the storyboards for this movie because like that whole dance sequence where they're synchronized swimming and then dancing and doing bamboo tricks uh, mm -hmm. is is fun to look at on paper. Is this a thing you can find online? Yep. We've done it, I suspect. I believe we have. I feel like we have. All right. Thank you all for listening. I'm Coriander Dickinson. You can find me on Twitter at Absalar. I'm Josh A. Kagan, and you can find me on Instagram at Josh A. Kagan. I'm Anna Wasserman. You can find me on Instagram and nominally on Twitter uh, at Gold Sargasm. Bye. Bye.